100th episode is happening now. Right now. It feels weird, though, that we did the 100th episode celebration before Saturday. The before the 100th episode. Yeah. It's okay. Time travel is such a, a, a big part of the show. I feel like it's, a Tom Lord. It's the part of the show. It's a big part of our life. You're going to get closer to the mic. The show wouldn't exist without time travel. <laughs> without time travel. <laughs> you would not have real pop culture. I have the bell now. You know, I forgot to bring the bell with me to the thing. You ding-a-ling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we Boy, kept trying to ding-a-ling in the background for you. but You tried. You failed. But at least you tried. Now, we had a good turnout. Everything went the The weather was good. Uh, the turnout was good. We had a blasty blast. There was a lot of people there. Um, but I, I actually expected to record a lot more stuff than we did, but I was so caught up in the fun of the whole thing and it, hanging yeah. out and then mingling that we didn't really record. We recorded a lot, but not near as much as I expected. There was a... Like, you two weren't even on the show at all, I don't think. I was, yeah. I was cooking. We got there. Yeah, well, you me and you did grill. it. You cooked, like, what, 50 hamburgers? and uh, 35 hamburgers and 35 hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. Well, me and you did the intro. All right, yeah. piece it. Did we? Yeah. That's right. We did a little thing. Yeah, it was a it was a gorgeous day out there. I think Sean found his new calling. Sean, a, yes, Sean is definitely <laughs> Mr. Cosplay. Like he, there needs to be a category for like when they do the cosplay awards. They have like the best costume, the best you know. I don't know what all categories they have, but like the best actor interaction with the crowd. Somebody yeah. who interacts. He's waved at every car that went by. Oh, oh yeah, and he was yelling at people. People <laughs> walking out of Bill's hamburger. He's like, "Hey, girl, hey." <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> it was funny. I can't say, wait to see him at a con. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, in that's his calling in life. Yeah. Well, you've seen him at a con without a costume on. Oh, right. So with it's a costume on. Yeah, it's just going to be crazy. Yeah, he's more interactive without a costume than most people <laughs> with costumes are at cons. So put one on him. and Well, you saw the videos where he was dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's basically like Deadpool meets whatever he's wearing. <laughs> and that's what he should start doing. He should dress up like Deadpool, but wear a different mask. Yeah, like Deadpool that. is is portraying that person. Deadpool meets Batman. We got a lot of downloads on episode 98, the Chuck Dixon one. Those are uh, doing... That episode's doing really well. Um... Everybody needs to listen to episode 99. It's a hoss. Oh, uh, it's a hoss. Anthony's here. I can't say hoss. that. I'm it's saying. a hoss. I don't know what a hoss is. <laughs> a hoss. my A to an O when you're Same around. It's a hoss. It's like a German house or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Come to the hacienda. Yeah. What was I saying? Why did I say that? I have no oh, idea. Oh, because it was such a long episode. It was two hours and 40 minutes. That should have been... I think that's our longest episode today. Yeah, it was a hoss. Yeah. See how that, see how that flowed better that way? <laughs> You remember those uh, those signs that used to say "baby on board" that mm-hmm. people would stick on there, and then it like went from there, and like people everything on board, everything on board, right? Well, the funniest one uh, just had a blank, and you write in, <laughs> yeah. And everybody would give it and write H O S S. It's a horse on board. Horse on board. I don't know why I thought that was funny. Made me think of that. But yeah, y'all need to listen to episode ninety nine. It's really good. I think this is going to be a long episode, too, once I add in everything. I forgot that uh, there were two whole segments that I recorded for episode 99 
that I'm going to put into this one because 99 was already so long. I did the interview with Clint, which I think he's here. There he is. Say, hey, Clint, real loud. I did an interview with him about, about the podcast. Year one thing is continuing on. And ironically, me and Germ did a whole bit, like a segment on the uh, the White Knight, the, the Batman comic book. And I just read today they've announced a sequel. I know that doesn't interest you greatly. I'm, I'm not mad. But, uh, I, mean, I didn't say anything. I think Kellogg would be interested in that. I didn't like Huff and Puff or anything. Have you read The White Knight? <laughs> no, I still haven't. Oh, you need to. It is really good. Um, we also had a good after party. After everything was over with, we closed down, shut down, packed up. Oh, yeah. We came back over to uh, the Killjoy Ranch, to the Real Pop Culture Studio, yeah, and the, had a blasty blast. The 100th mm-hmm. shot of mead was a... Uh, we did our... We did not 100 our, shots of mead. We did do 100 <laughs> shots of mead. 100 of us did one shot. <laughs> one shot. The shot for the 100th episode. Yeah. You know, I didn't hate the mead. Because I don't like wine, and it is wine, but it's not like it's not like soccer mom wine. Well, it's, it's not grape sugar wine. Sugar and it a little bit of flavor in it. Tastes as crappy as every other wine I've ever drank. I didn't think it was that. Bad. It didn't taste bad. <laughs> so, I didn't think it was as sweet as everybody else was going on I think about. It's, oh, dude, yeah. I've drank some wine before, and I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's pancake syrup. I'm, I'm not. Oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I'm an, yeah. The longer it sits, the better it gets. Right. Back in medieval times, they must have been really patient. Because right. they drank a lot of mead. No, they, they drank a lot of grog. Grog is completely different than mead. They, they drink mead. They I, did drink I mead, read mead, but... In Beowulf, I read it. Yeah. What's grog? <laughs> Grog's like beer. It's, it's like a medieval beer. It's just, it'll get you drunk. It's like a... Um, that's all they went for. What's the stuff they make in prison? Toilet wine? Hooch. Grog's like hooch. Toilet wine. Yeah, right. Yeah, they make it into like the tank part of the toilet. Yeah, they throw loaf bread in there for the yeast. Don't flush that. It's like, oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, you did flush that. I'll start a new one. The DC universe is in full swing right now. So if anybody, if any of our listeners have it and want to give us a review, I'm I'm going to be a subscriber, but I'm going to wait until Titans comes out because that's that's like the main flagship show, and it's not going to start till a little bit later on. So what did you think from your perspective as, like, you were pretty much working the whole time, but you got to browse through a couple times. Uh, yeah, I would run through. Uh, I liked it. I th- uh, I think. Uh, I like how John Gibson kept calling it uh, Amory Con. Amory Con. <laughs> it's Amory Con. Uh, we need a bigger area. I think uh, the comic book store was a good place to have it, but uh, I think we would have had the you same. You think Amory could do a con? I don't know if they could do a con, but they could do a. A mini con? A, a, a small event. A micro con? Yeah. I well, we, th- could, we could call it an Amory con, but... Uh, I this, like the term micro con. This is Laura's idea. Laura said we should have an event, uh, like in a, a own setting, instead of like a, it's somebody else's established business, like a, a comic book store or, or any, something like that. We can, as the podcast, we can stand alone and say, hey, we're having an event for... Would you know insert whatever episode we want to have and just do it like one fifty, like in the park or something like that. One hundred three, and I, <laughs> I think we should do it more often than a hundred. Yeah, yeah. It took us a minute to get there, but yeah, I mean, a once a year event like that would be great for the podcast. Yeah, and whoever 
wanted to be part of. Whoever wanted to be well, part of. UltraCon. Yeah. I mean, it Ain't would be big, man. I think it would be it would be good, like a, something like Ballard Park, something like that, where there's alcohol illegal, illegal. What? <laughs> we need that. <laughs> you don't know. We have. Well, I remember when we, we have our vices. When we did the railroad <laughs> festival, I had to I always borrow a bunch of tables and chairs from the community center, and when we were delivering them back, I got to look into the community center. Have you been in there lately? Uh, no, it's been a while. They've done a lot of remodeling and fixing it up, and I just kind of looked around and I was like, "This would be a good place for a con, a small con, a micro con." You talking about where they do the wrestling? Yeah, where they do OWO. Yeah. Well, where they do most of the OWO, they do OWO all over. But yeah, I think that would be a great. We could get three or four guests like that evening. There's a stage up there. We could have a couple bands. I'm sure John and there's and a kitchen Lynn. we can serve like hot dogs and hamburgers out of and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't like I I would like to help someone do it, but I wouldn't want to be like I hate doing the railroad festival. <laughs> That's once a year. Uh, like, there's so much pressure, and like everybody comes with you with problems, and like nobody comes at you with solutions. I think I don't know. There, it takes a certain kind of person to be a promoter. I think we promoted you. You promoted this one pretty well. Yeah. And I, as long as we don't try to get too big too fast, well, that's what I'm saying. I we'll be I, my, we'll, we'll be fine. My eyes will be bigger than my stomach. If well, I just keep it like we did this one. Well, yeah, and just keep it that way. If it grows it organically, it will be fine. And if we did it at the Army Community Center, we'd have to keep it lower key, or no, smaller, just for size restraints. Yeah, it's not a tiny building though. No, not tiny at all. It's bigger than you. Th- it's bigger on the inside. It's like a TARDIS. Like a TARDIS. Nobody. Okay. Well, I'm you, not going to disagree with you. You know that, that joke killed. I have Doctor n- no opinion whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, if we're doing a, I think we should just do some so, sort of event for ourselves, for you know quarterly milestones so to speak do you ever listen to I know you've heard of it you may not have listened to it but uh, Kevin Smith's show Fat Man on Batman which is now called Fat Man Beyond I have not listened to it hey they rebranded like we did did they? they did it after we did so I'm going to say they stole it from us damn thieves <laughs> oh, Kevin Smith knows a good idea when he sees one now they broadcast like their show evolved into a live like all their shows are live now and uh the, sh- the place they broadcast from has like the coolest name ever. It's called like it's it's like a bar called the the Scum and Villainy, the Cantina of Scum and Villainy, or something like that. Cause you know like what was the name of the bar in Star Wars? Where they Cantina. The Cantina. But it had thought it had a name. I don't. So, so, so I was to see you. Was some, see like the, something. The cantina. Can, the cantina scenes, I'll remember. But it's basically named after that. Damn it. I'm going to have to Google that. It's modern wherever it's at. Yeah, it's just called the Scum and Villainy Cantina. Okay. Because you remember he said you would never find a more wretched hive of Scum and Villainy. And they're at the Cantina. I think it's a great name. It's a great play on words. Yeah. But anyway, they broadcast live every show in front of a studio audience well it's not studio but right. they're there and like half the show is them talking about whatever like we do and then the other half is like people in the audience asking questions how do they I keep people quiet enough there to do it because we uh, just have a 
two or three people here with us, and well, it plays hell on editing. Yeah, the, but it's it's a live setting. Like so, yeah, you get what you it's, get. It's like a panel at a at a convention. It's a lot, it's a lot like a panel. But uh, so they do a panel type podcast. I'm about to check it out. I don't think it's a huge crowd. I've never seen any pictures. I've just heard it. It doesn't sound like I'm just a massive crowd. But I, I think that's really cool. I don't know where we could do that around here where people might actually show up. Um, but I'm, I'm down with trying something like that. Yeah. But I like trying new stuff. Like this thing we did this weekend was a whole new thing. It's brand new. And it, I think it was successful. Especially for us. I would call it a success. I mean, we didn't like – I don't know if we gained any listeners – well, from, nothing got broke. I, I know for we one. Did. No, did we? I yeah. mean, because I don't. I didn't get to interact with very many people. There was a guy named Bob. Bob. I don't, I don't know his name, but yeah, there was a couple people there that were like, "Oh, and the, tell them about the painter." That was crazy. That was awesome. Uh, that that was that was pretty neat. Tell them. Who happens to be the journal when a journalist? That the, <laughs> no, tell them. The whole we story. was uh me and uh, Blender Johnny uh, was pushing the car. He was out on the car, and uh, pushing up to the, get to the curb, and there was a guy who was painting some of the murals on the building. He was doing touch-ups. Touch-up. He touch-up on the murals. He, he painted like four or five years ago, and he said, uh, "Hey, what you got going on here?" He was like, and I told him, "When hey, we have a podcast, and we're doing a, our hundredth episode celebration here at the local comic book store." He's like, "Oh, really? That's pretty great." I'm a photographer for the paper. Let me finish up, and I go get my my camera and stuff, and I come back, and I'll get all y'all's information. And I'll do a story. I was like, well, okay, and he and he and he did, and he he was walking around for a good hour or so. No, it was about two hours. Just take just getting information, writing down names. Because during the first segment we did, he was over there snapping pictures of me and Mark. Awesome. Then come back and got our information. He's like, well, who are you two? And I told him. Then he goes. He starts walking away. I was like, well, hang on. We still got three other people in this. <laughs> he goes, oh, damn, y'all, y'all are full-fledged production, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, no. he, uh, he got a picture in the car with the uh, – he he, he, uh, John, John talked him into getting in the dragster. <laughs> but uh, he got in there and got his picture. He's like, well, I didn't think I'd be doing this today. <laughs> but uh, Did y'all get in the dragster? Yes, he did. I did. I, I did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You get in it. You get in it. You might have had a little bit of trouble like me. Johnny had to help me out. I would have to stand up and take it off of me. He gets in it. He is five seven and He's bigger tall. than us. He's not fat. I'm fat. I'm no. Well, for that, what he had to do for me, he took the steering wheel out, laid yeah. it on the dash. You get, like, it, oh, you get, get in, in that car. You can get in that car. I'm telling you. I got in, stretched my legs out. I actually touched the pedals. Yeah. Your feet reached. Yes, not that it would go anywhere with them touching them, but they could reach. I like when he uh, unloaded the car, he went back to the hotel. He's like, the keys are in it. It's got fuel. Yeah, got yeah, yeah. Batteries charged. Yeah. yeah. Take off. Like, but no, man, the, the car being there was, was, a, was a big deal, and it was really cool that the, the painter guy was there, and he did a big write-up that I, I'm assuming is going to be in the Monroe Journal. I don't, I'm, yeah. We're so affiliated with the Monroe Journal already. I'm like, hey, bring it on, baby. That's, that, that, that was just a... A lucky uh, happenstance, happenstance of fate, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. He does stuff with us and for us all the time, and uh, and I'm a subscriber. Oh, you're a subscriber. I take the paper. We definitely need to get everything finalized for 
this month. I mean, we are in October. Oh, uh, yeah, we're. It is up on us. We're we. We like less than four hours. Yeah, By and and I would like yes. to quote my wife, who says, "Y'all plan for shit." <laughs> oh <laughs> what yes. Well, that's true. <laughs> but the fact that it's like if you try to plan too much for this, like you never know what's going to change. I understand, but too much uh, but this, and none. This October, <laughs> probably got the least amount finalized not the least amount planned i mean we have stuff we're doing and we're starting it out right uh, yeah i had a great interview that y'all are fixing to hear with uh the twisted southern horror queen herself it was a great, great way to kick off the, the halloween season yeah i wanted to talk to her last year but again our planning i waited till, till like it was in october and she's like a hundred percent booked like every day yeah, she's, you know, she's not, booked yeah, solid till December 2019. Really, I don't doubt it. Especially with the new book coming out and stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I had a great time talking to her. Like I, I could pick her brain so much because not only is she an author, uh, has a bunch of books out, and and uh, she's a huge horror fan. But like she gets into the real life, like paranormal stuff. Is what yeah. we try to get into, all that. In October, so we just—I think I, we just scratched the surface with that interview. Right. Yeah. I could make that a—I'd be glad to make that a tradition, talking to her every. We need every to Halloween be, or even sooner or yeah. more often than that. We need to—we need to get out there for this Halloween. Get out on the road a little bit. I think we need to do some of the trace stuff, <coughs> the Natchez trace stuff that we were talking about. I mean, we got that book that my great aunt mm. willed to me. Yeah, we actually went to the old trace one year for Halloween, and we didn't use any of the. Stuff, wasn't really much to use, but except for the tree trying to fall on us, that was weird. oh, that was scary. That was crazy. I'm tied up a lot of the weekends and what I'm work every other, and then I'm on vacation one, so I got one good weekend. I mean, if we start <laughs> early enough, we could cover a bunch of different stops down the trays. We can drop the top, make a yeah. roll for it. We tried witches dance, but. We You're went further south. We went to the wrong witch dance. We didn't go to witch dance tower, like I keep telling y'all. We yeah. went to the witch know. dance, the horse track, the horse trail. It smells like horse duty, I, and there ain't no no grass that at all. I got a new paranormal group that I was saying about earlier that was friend of me on Facebook. <clears throat> we can reach out to them. Uh, well, one thing I'm going to do uh, on the next episode, episode 101. Is um, talking to BP, Mr. Barry Poole, about a, a serial killers. Okay. Cool. Nice. He's yeah. a like, he's the internet when it comes to serial killers. Lord and a turn paper on serial killers oh, yeah. in high school. And uh, I, I told him I was like, you know, we talk about ghosts and monsters, and what about real life horror, like real yeah. horror, like these are real monsters. These are real. It's a real person. It's a yeah. Yeah, that's that's scary. Let's do some real life horror and talk about serial killers. Stuff that really happened. Well, you remember we went to this ain't Oregon. And this is, you know, how every place we'd pass driving through Seattle, he was yeah. like, "Hey, yeah, Grand Road Killer killed somebody right over there," and we was like, "Uh, okay, let's go." <laughs> a lot of serial killers come from that northwest area. Have you ever been up there? No. It sucks. <laughs> you kill people. <laughs> Ain't nothing else to do. <laughs> it's either raining or foggy. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, that's a pretty good intro. Let's get into episode 100. We got a lot going on this episode. We got the live stuff we did out there. I got a, a good interview with Lynn and a bunch of other people. Uh, I'm interviewing my uh, my old sensei. I don't know if I told y'all this, Juice Madrid. He no. will be on this episode. I didn't know about that. Yep. No. I'll be interviewing him, which as of the time y'all hear this, I will have already done it. So, you know, again, time travel. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. Like, if you've listened to all 100 episodes, you're a trooper. Yeah. And another cool thing it being October is they have candy corn at Walmart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can go buy it and eat it. You can put it in your face and chew it up. It's awesome. It's lovely. I will. Eat it in segments. Bite at a time. Three bites. I three. wish y'all could have seen. Three way. colors, three bites. I wish y'all could have seen the way he just acted that out. It was very. Precise. And nasty. <laughs> nasty. It was seductively dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Mark said you just seduced him. <laughs> it was delightfully tacky. You want, some, you, want some ca- you want some candy corn now, don't you? I do not. And the cool thing about candy corn is it's all different colors, and you get them colors, and you eat it in segments like Kelly, me and Kelly was just talking about. It's layers. But when you eat it, you know, when you pour it in a bowl, you can get in there and grab it after you eat all the candy corn. A lot of the tips, since they're smaller, it breaks off, so all you have is like a, a, bowl, of a tips. bowl of tips. Like, whoa. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm outnumbered right now on the candy corn things. That's why we've done it, because I knew Germ's not, not here. Gonna, I'm not going to try. <laughs> I'm just going to let y'all have that. The only people in, in the planet, we got a tally mark on that one. The only people on the planet that eat candy corn are in this room right now. Everybody eats candy corn. Nobody it's one of the most, candy corn. everybody it's does. It's one of the most popular Halloween candies ever. Hey, man, everybody on my Facebook page is all about, hey, it's October, you know what that means? Candy corn candy time! Corn. Yeah. So, yeah. Except for Mark. I don't go to your Facebook page because of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, well, let's go ahead and get into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do this. Yep. Episode 100. I wanted to take a quick minute to tell everyone where they can find real pop culture online in what we call The List. You just made the list! Thank you, Chris Jericho. You can go to www.realpopculture.com. That's our website. You can listen to episodes right there. You can download the Podomatic app, search for Real Pop Culture. You can download and listen to episodes there. Our Facebook account is facebook.com slash realpopculturepodcast. Our Twitter is at realpopculture1. We're on Instagram. Search for us there. We're on iTunes, Google Play. You have to go to Google Play Music and then search for Real Pop Culture. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm. All episodes are re-aired on The Edge Radio US, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. You just made the list! You can go to advertisecast.com and find out how you, yes, you, can be a part of Real Pop Culture by way of advertising. You can give us a call on our voicemail line. That's area code 662-305-9783. You just made the list! And last but not least, you can always email us, popcultureforreal, that's the number four real, at gmail.com. And we're back. What's up? Or we're here. Oh, yeah, they're in the cooler right there. I need to take that. I'll probably take the cooler outside. I took all the food out there. Did you? Yeah, he's grilling right now. Uh, Are we recording? We're recording. Hey, what's up? 
I mean, I said the magic words. The magic words? You say we're in the red? No, I said, and we're back. We're but sitting at the back of Arcadia here. Cool Toys and Comics at a card table. It's makeshift studio. We got our makeshift studio. What? No, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> so we were on time. I was early. I mean, we were set up at one. Oh, yeah. We were set up 1230-ish. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we got the grill going outside. We've got our little space set up. I've already done a Facebook Live. I forgot to mention the drawing, so I might have to do another one. Well, we're going to plan on doing another one anyway. Yeah, we'll do another one here in a minute. And it's actually been a pretty good steady Yeah, there's been a lot of people, people through. And, uh, and it's nice outside. That's important. I'd prefer it be a little bit chillier. Well, I mean, compared to the last month of weather, yes. I think. It's not 100 degrees. <laughs> yeah. It's not 140. I bet Sean's hot. He's got the Batman costume on. But I hadn't heard Sean say anything. Yeah. We really need to get him at cons because he's so animated. That little video that Jerm posted on Facebook. He posted another one last night. I I was watching it while I was at work. Man, I was dying laughing. So, 100 episodes. Can't believe it. This is it. This is the 100th. This is it. So who all we got here with us today? Uh, well, we're sitting across from uh, the Twisted Southern Heart Queen herself, Miss Lynn Gibson. Hi, Lynn. We're going to get her uh, over here for an interview before the day's over. We got her captive audience. I'm going to get uh, Big Johnny Blender on here, too. I'm going to yeah. find out where that name came from. Yeah, because the drag car is sitting out front right now. Yep. A lot of people driving by really slow looking at that. Bearded Representatives of the Bearded the Villains. Yep. We got Rob Ross out front. Yep. A little bit of Muzak Entertainment. Yeah, it's got a real Bill Street kind of feel to it. Kind of does, got the yeah. guitar case open for tips. Did you see that sign he's got in it? I love that song. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, excuse me while I tip this guy. Yeah. I see what he did there. That's a pretty good play on words. I forgot to turn the fan off. Can you hear it? I don't know. Oh, wow. That's right. much better. Clean point. <laughs> <laughs> when we do our next segment, it'll be without the fan. I doubt it. You'll probably forget to turn it off again. <laughs> I'd record like a whole song of Rob's and put it on here. Mm, there should be enough battery where you can. I can use my phone. Yeah, use your phone and we can just drag it straight over. John Gibson just walked in. Say hey real loud. Hey real loud. How is everybody? <laughs> that comes hey, through good. <laughs> he come through better than you are. <laughs> They say my voice resonates. Resonates? Yes. Or is it res- <laughs> it carries. I've got a good face for radio. I've got a great face for radio. And there's a, there's a uh, lender. There is a uh, lender in the town that we live in. That's a great face for radio. Can't take him anywhere, y'all. I think I'm going to go out here and grab one of these burgers. Well, that's what I was thinking. I think they're take about a, ready. I mean, I would say take a quick break, but we ain't really been on long enough to take a break. So well, we just said hello real quick. We'll come back. And y'all go time warp this anyway, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be time travel. That's yeah, it would sure. definitely be time travel. We are time travelers. Yeah, he doesn't do the whole Rocky Horror Picture Show time warp. Time warp, I guess. A little old. She showed my age, didn't I? 
I mean, showed mine too because I knew it. <laughs> All right, we will be back momentarily. We're going to get up, walk around, mingle. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to Big Johnny Blender and Miss Lynn. So stick around. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal is a nonprofit organization. A level-headed team with a knowledgeable background who tries to explain and debunk, not taking things solely as paranormal. They try to help their clients with an understanding about the paranormal. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal also gives back to the community by way of sponsorships such as this one, fundraisers for historical sites and individuals with terminal illnesses. They strive to make their team better and make a difference. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash shadowstalkersparanormal38821. They're ready to believe you. I'm sitting here with Mr. Robbie Ross. I got him to, he's taking a break from his, his performance. I got him to sit down with me because we were talking about that uh, Real Pop Culture Year One. Year One. one. That's a, that's a uh, comic book reference. Like when they do Year One, that's the origin story. The origin story like Batman Year One was like the the origin story, and we're, we've been talking about like the the evolution of the podcast. So does that mean like after uh, today, since you had a hundred episodes, then you we start do a over. reboot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're starting over. <laughs> be like the new Fifty Two. Yeah. <laughs> we should have waited. We should have stayed the name change to the hundredth episode. Should, yeah, that would have been. We were fixing to do a con or something. And yeah, and we, we had to force the name change. We went ahead and changed it. We changed our banner too. You like that? I do. That's I like professional. It. <laughs> Professionally done. And my shirt. That's awesome. We did that with the. Yeah. <laughs> the, your artist is great. Oh, I didn't do it actually, but I say we because I watched somebody do it. What? I told them. I told them how how they were messing up. That's awesome. It really is. It's cool. Really cool. Now it's real. We got real. <laughs> So, um, well, the, the the story with you in the podcast is an interesting one because um, you came along to help me with the audio quality, right? And uh, you, you saw I was obviously struggling. <laughs> I needed some help, and it was funny because at first, like, um, we compared you to uh, what 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 movie was that with the weather person? That was Howard Stern. The weather Howard person Stern. started making comments, and then slowly <laughs> just became part of the show. <laughs> Because you were you were just doing our our media. Yeah, stuff. I wanted to be the quiet background. Yeah, guy. you didn't want to be on the show. We yeah. like drug you in. Yeah, well, I you know I never done it either, like any of the engineering stuff. But I wanted to, and uh, so I just seized really an opportunity to jump in and learn how to do podcasts. Uh, and it was awesome because my first episode that I edited was uh, the. Uh, it was an interview with, with Matt Max. Uh, that was episode four, so that was yeah, early, four, early yeah. on. Episode four, Calder, Max Calder. Max Calder, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's been back with us, too. From The Walking Dead. I heard that episode, and it was really great. He's really busy these days. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I was um, um, talking to someone the other day, and I was just naming off off the top of my head all the cool people that you had on the episodes in year one. I guess yeah. you can say, <laughs> and they were amazed. Like, how do how does that happen? And I'm like, I don't know. This is it's, it's really cool. Um, uh, Chuck Dixon, that that I was like nerding out the whole oh, time. You think you are? Yeah, that was so cool. Uh, the people you had on here has been amazing. So it was it was an awesome opportunity to jump in here and kind of help twist some buttons and punch some knobs and even let me talk on the mic every once in a while. Yeah, that was great. And uh. 
the last the last show you were on with us, y'all had just finished uh, the video. Right. right, we just finished the Crucified video. Was the album out yet? At not that yet, point? not yet. Uh, we um, we had pushed for an October release, which we're still kind of on target with that, but uh, running a little bit behind on some little fine details, some mastering things. And, yeah, but, uh, I know how that can go with yeah. uh, wanting it out at this point and then it being mm-hmm. the next year. <laughs> and we're so anxious to to get this out. Matter of fact, I, I heard one of our mixes back yesterday and uh, it got me re-excited about the release of this new record because I thought it was a great mix and, and I rejuvenized our spirits about releasing the the new What Few Remain album. So are so, you... Are you outsourcing the mixing and mastering, or are you still doing it all yourself? Uh, you know, it's funny. I am doing it all myself, but when I'm in front of my computer and I'm working all night and I got this ear fatigue going on, I don't really hear the song, if that makes sense. Yes. So I, then I take another break for like a day or two, mm-hmm. then I pop it in my car and go, okay, well, what did I do the other day? And that's what I meant by that. It's like uh, I heard one of my mixes back from a couple of days ago, and it really did excite me. I, I thought it was... Uh, that's why we, we always bounced between, like, we'd work on one song for a little while and mm-hmm. then work on another one because we tried it the other way. Like, let's work on this song, let's demo it out, let's get it all built, put together, all the way to the end. Well, about mm-hmm. halfway through the process, you're like, I hate this song. <laughs> I don't want this on my record. <laughs> it sucks. Especially <laughs> when, you know, what you figure an album would take about three months or six months to make at tops. You know, and now we're uh, teetering on a little over a year. It's yeah. like at this point, we're like, we got to get these songs out, but we got to make sure they're right at the same time. You know, yeah. Um, the the process and the work is is one thing that takes a long time, but another thing is just to be honest. You know, I'm always the fourth wall breaker. Is you got to save up a lot of money. Yeah. It's expensive. Sometimes you it's like, all right, we have this budget for the recording and we get to the end of that it's like oh crap now we got to come up with money for like artwork and 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 uh getting the actual production done in the at disc makers or whoever you use to to press it and all that and there's then, it's a, it keeps accumulating it. debt as you go it's a it's a catch-22 because what i'll do is i'll book a lot of gigs so that i can accumulate some money mm-hmm. to put on the album so we can get that paid for but then that takes away from studio time. <laughs> I'm I'm booked all the time, and I'm right. so busy in the studio that I'm mean, sorry on the road that I don't get to spend much time in the studio. So it's a it's a huge catch twenty two, and yeah. so uh, it's just like I have to like schedule me in a break, you know, <laughs> I got to take off work and uh, take off from booking for a little while so I can. Uh, yeah, but that's when you get the calls with the offers you can't refuse. <laughs> and no, right, and that happens every time, every yep. time. But. uh we're excited uh, a lot. So tell me about the Killjoy record. I, I know that you guys are starting finally, to crank yeah, that engine back up. It's finally starting to... It got off to a real slow start because we were... You're missing the bell, too, by the way. We're I know. Killjoy I forgot bell. the freaking bell. <laughs> um, I could dub it in. You have to dub it in, yeah. <laughs> um, it started off so slow because I'm not used to writing without a drummer. Mm-hmm. And it just... Because the way I write is I play off the dynamics that are in the song. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can come up... Well, for me, I could come up with, like, the main riff and the basic idea, but I can't really build the song without the... It's like building a house without the yeah, without the framework. Exactly. You, you know, you got to have the foundation there. But we do have a drummer now, so yeah. it's moving a lot faster. A lot faster. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, now I can I can do this. This is a world I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, I can work with this. But the way we were doing it 
and we were doing it. It just wasn't happening fast. Right. <laughs> and people don't realize it's a long process. It really yeah. is, especially when you're creating things from blank pages. You know, if you had, if you're recording an album of cover songs, you're probably knocked out in a week or two. You got something to go off of. Right. When you're yeah, writing, yeah, yeah. when you're creating, you're experimenting, trial and error, making see what works and what doesn't work. It it takes a while. You know. Yeah, and one thing I realized it was a lot of pressure on Sean or and whoever was doing the the first performance of the song that you're going to record. It's because there's, it, like you said, it's a blank page. There's nothing there. Right. And you're creating the thing that's there that mm-hmm. everybody else is going to kind of use. So uh, it's tough to get it started. But once it gets started, once you have that blueprint, you have that structure, you Done. can try different pieces and think mm-hmm. like, oh, let's try this. Oh, that don't work. Let's try this. Let's put that over there. And like, you can really make your arrangements. Start just throwing everything and anything and see what sticks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just making a That's the best part. part of the creation process. So it's the blank page starting uh, getting your template and like you said a lot of times that starts with the drummer and mm-hmm. uh, getting the drum and the arrangement down I'm excited and I'm telling you I can probably speak for you guys as we can speak for Seek and Seven is it's going to be worth your wait for those yeah. who are standing in line waiting for this to come out we still got a we, while yet we thank you and promise you it's going to be worth your wait it will be I promise you that yeah, the the one our our stuff is is quite a while away. We're still in the our early stages, but you know at least it's moving in the right direction. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming out and playing today. It's, it's been a complete, been awesome complete. Honor. I, I like the it's like a real organic Bill Street kind of feel. It, it is. You like, know, I, you got the guitar case open for the tips, and you're out there. On, <laughs> I told uh, I said earlier, it's like uh, I get to scratch something off my uh, bucket list. Uh, uh, street busking is something I always wanted to do. <laughs> now, like I said, I did it. Uh, uh, today, Amory. Next week, Bill Street. You yeah. Know, and then after exactly. that, we go to Nashville. <laughs> Nashville, yeah. I mean, what would be the pecking or order? Like, yeah. yeah. I guess New Orleans. Well, I, playing on the French Quarter. There's a lot there. There's a lot of competition. Good luck so getting I, that permit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thanks for inviting me out. And I, uh, I love the show. It's getting better every week. And uh, y'all keep it up. Did you think we'd make it to a hundred? Oh, yeah, I did. I honestly did. So you were that one guy that thought we'd do it? <laughs> I didn't. I thought you'd do it sooner. I can say that, you know. Yeah, uh, we slowed down a little bit, but I don't really hate it because we're more long form now. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't do a show a week, but our shows are like, like this last one was like two hours and 45 minutes. What you, you know, what you don't do throughout the year, you make up in October. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. It's like an episode every five minutes in October. <laughs> No what y'all got planned for October? Any any beans you can spill? Any uh, spoilers? There's, there's you can, a lot of stuff being can, talked about, but nothing's been nailed down completely yet. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll stay tuned. Everybody, stay tuned. See what uh, what kill pop real pop. Yeah, and I've been urging our listeners to you know let us know. Do we need to go? Do you have a haunted house we can go hang out in? Uh, we'll do it. <laughs> if we went to a haunted World War II bomb factory and stayed the night, we'll stay anywhere. <laughs> Well, don't forget you're a pessimistic guy. You take me yeah. so I can debunk yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> did you listen to the one before we did the Greg Hamilton house? No. Nah, I inadvertently I? called an EVP, and I had no idea at the time. And it was really trippy, man, because uh, me and Germ went walking around upstairs by ourselves, and I was just recording with my phone. And I didn't hear anything at the time, but when I started editing, and I was, like, sitting by myself, like, alone doing the editing, and I just hear... Somebody say hello. I just heard this voice go, hey. 
And it was really weird because you know how you can, and you can hear it on the show. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's prominently there. I don't think I heard that episode. I thought I had yeah, listened yeah, to them all. So it'd be last October. Last October. Yeah, I have to really check that out. Like it really give you chills when you know for a fact it's disembodied. When you were there and you know the. I know I didn't say it. I know Germ didn't say it because he was way ahead of me. Yeah. Somebody said hey. Well, I had to listen to recording. Said, how, hey. how clear was the hey? Pretty clear. This is this is the thing that tripped me out the most. Like, I tried to enhance hey. it, yeah. like make it louder so right. I could hear it better. But no matter how much uh, I did with it, it all always sounded the same. <laughs> like I made it louder, it just made the, like the background noise louder. Yeah, but yeah. not the hay. The uh, hay stayed about the same. Hmm, that's cool. I did listen to that. Yeah, it gives you a different kind of different kind of chili bumps when when you hear that because you know it it came from somewhere. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Y'all keep it up. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Cuckoo. You didn't give her a chance to like warm up or anything. No, you just man. really got thrown in the fire. Throw me in, throw bit, me in there. Get a little bit closer to that thing there. Okay. There you go. Yeah, y'all just threw me under the bus all together, man. <laughs> well, at least you yeah, got like or a good. Throw you under the mic. <laughs> <laughs> under the mic. You uh, did uh, some modifications to your yes, Harley Quinn outfit. Yeah, modification. Cool. It looks good. What Thank did you, you? What did you? Is that what, one of the? I don't read the Harley Quinn comics. Is that one of the outfits from the comics? Mm-mm. Or are you just? No. I just did my own thing. Off the top of your head? Yep. Right on. Just put it all together. Was that a custom deal on your back with the, the mallet? Yeah. What's I did. going on there? Made you just made a little. <laughs> it's actually, uh, I took a, an old strap of a horse saddle and then I took actually the brace strap from, um, <coughs> from a sex sling. Since it was not being used anyway. Excuse me, did you say a sex sling or a sex swing? Sling. Sling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure I heard you right. <laughs> it worked. It was able to be held, so it wouldn't be put to use, so I put it to good use. <laughs> well, it seems seems practical. That way you got use of your hands. Yep. You know, not the, not the sex sling, but the, but the mallet holder. <laughs> wow. Well, well, well. So you a big Harley Quinn fan? Yes. She's my favorite. Just your favorite? Do you collect mm-hmm. the books or? Mm-mm. You're not that hardcore? Been, um, I used to when I was younger, but after uh, Katrina hit, we kind of lost a bunch of stuff, so. Oh, you were in Katrina? Mm-mm. My, we had sent a bunch of my stuff to our, my niece. She liked books and comics and stuff. Gotcha. So we'd give them to them, and when it hit, everything was in their apartment, so it got destroyed. So we lost a bunch of them. Oh, wow. So you liked uh, Suicide Squad? Mm-hmm. It's all right. I mean... It's not the practical. I'm more of an original. I like the original look. So like the Batman animated? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, your old suit was more like that. Yeah. I think uh, Arkham Asylum was one of my favorite ones, though. Do you play the games, too? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm not much of a gamer, but I got tired of people telling me that I would love those games, and I played them, and I did. <laughs> it's like, damn <laughs> that it. That was right. That was I right. To, I didn't get to say you were wrong. But, yeah, they are pretty good. Uh, I played, uh, what's the first one you gave me, Germ? Uh is it Arkham City? No, no, that was the second one. I played all the first one, all the second one. Arkham Asylum. <laughs> yeah, those are actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You could like really binge that. You like, get stuck in it. You really do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'll go to bed in an hour. I'll get. You start calculating. If I get four hours of sleep. And then if I go to bed early tomorrow night, you start rationing out your time. It's bad when your roommates start hiding your stuff because you're always on the TV or they hide <laughs> your gaming system. and it, it, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like, you're stuck. You're addicted. Hey, at least I'm addicted to a video game and not other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're going to go to the uh, 
they're announcing the Tupelo Con again. Are they? You gonna do the Harley Quinn there too? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Cool. Of course. Sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't have. I don't have Spitfire together to do her. So it's gonna be Harley Quinn. Spitfire. Who's that? Uh, she's one of the rare Marvels. I don't guess I know her. I'm more of a DC guy. Well, she's awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for jumping on for a minute. You're welcome. Put My you ambush. The, put you on the spot, but you did pretty good. It works. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I don't know how to hit stop. Don't. Keep Just going. keep it going. Just keep it going. Queen? Yes. your turn. The queen of horror is next. <laughs> I got to quit leaning on this table because it, like, makes a funny noise. All right. All right. I finally got you on the show. Uh, it's well, me. You've been on the show before. Kella interviewed yeah. you at, uh, was that, that wasn't HorrorCon. That was TupeloCon. I think it was TupeloCon. Yeah. I think, you know, they all kind of run together they after all do, a while. They don't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was cool, though. You all they made his of... head turn red a few times, so it was, it was all Oh, good. that's always good when you can do yeah. that, for sure. <laughs> well, uh, it's October now, which it will be by the time this airs. It's October uh, now. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. always October, it's isn't it? Vampire in our, Christmas. In our hearts. <laughs> in right. our hearts, it's always October. <laughs> so uh, let's get spooky for a minute. Let's talk about some paranormal stuff. Let's do it. I mean, Name you, your topic. You are the Twisted Southern Horror Queen, so That's me. I'd be remiss if we didn't, if okay. we didn't get a little spooky. Okay. Um, what, is, uh, what kind of started you in the, your interest in uh Oh, this, wow, this, dude. What, what immersed you in this world? I've just always been this way. I saw things when I was young and, you know, that, that kind of thing. And then I grew up in the 80s with all the great horror yes, flicks. Yes, that was the good ones. Yeah, so it just kind of evolved that way. And I decided I was going to write my first book in 2011. And it was supposed to be a book, and it turned into a series. And after that, it's a vampire series. After that, I wrote another one and another one and then another one. Uh, Wicked Truth just came out this year. It's getting some crazy reviews. Um, actually, it, it went through a book club in uh, Tangipahoa Parish, and it got really good reviews from everybody except for this one individual. And that individual actually sent her copy of the book back to me in a gift bag with two prayer books, a crucifix, and a bottle of holy water and said that she was going to be praying for me. It offended the hell out of her. It's one of those books. It, it wow. will terrify you. Um, That's a good promo. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, you can't buy advertising yeah, like getting like protested that, right? or something like that is always yeah, good Yeah, I'm publicity. waiting on that next. It'd be yeah. great if a cross gets lit on fire in my front yard. That's freaking perfect. <laughs> just waiting. Um, I see somebody just ran out the door with a gas can, so... Uh, I might need to go check my front yard when I get home. And you can always tell her, thanks for giving my book back. I can sell it again. Right. No, no. <laughs> that book's got a story behind it. I, I like to tell that. I keep it in the bag so I can show everybody all the goodies right. she sent back with it. And uh, I've got another release coming. Hopefully it'll be out before uh, Halloween. It looks like it. It's called Legend of the Dark Man, which is kind of a vinge thing for me because I live in this little Bible Belt town, and, you know, I'm me. I walk around in the creepy shirts and the high-top tennis shoes with the flaming skulls on the side. My car's got a flaming skull right. on the hood, and all the, all the old women look at me like, here's that crazy tramp again, right? So They're just jealous. <laughs> this, this little bitty town is comprised of majority of Sicilians, and I'm an outsider as it is. So I found an old Sicilian legend, which is the legend of the dark man. And I made it extremely macabre and uh, 
just put that book out as my revenge for these little ladies and everybody looking down their nose at me. And that's going to be coming out real soon. Um, the first book, it actually, I'm in the first page of the book. I'm actually admitting that I'm doing this for revenge and that, uh, being an outsider in Independence, Louisiana is kind of like acquiring a good case of leprosy. They, you know, just kind of scatter away from you at the Walmart. Yeah. Walmart's great, dude. I can get to Walmart in 15 minutes because they see me coming there like, oh, hell no. And they're out of the way, you know. It's perfect for me. I love it. But, um, yeah, that book's coming out in... The people who do my cover art, they typically have something back to me in 72 hours or so. It actually took them two weeks because I sent them excerpts from out of the book, and they're like, we just can't do this. <laughs> you know, and it's it's not a sexual thing. It is very macabre. There's some pretty brutal stuff in it. So if uh, you like nightmares, dude, got you lined up. You can check awesome. that out at authorlyngibson.com. There will be links up there for that book. Uh, links for all my videos and my other books are up there and photos from past events and just uh, my blog is also there. And also a link to The Edge Radio US where you can stream live or you can download the Android app for free and jam out to some Kill J and some other badass I didn't bring my shameless promotion bill. Oh, man, ding, 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 right? We got the audience members helping us out. So did you plan it uh, to be released during Halloween or was that happenstance is that is that I really wanted it to um my original publishing contract expired it was a five-year contract it was another five-year nightmare but not anything horror based that I could actually write about uh that expired in February so since the beginning of this year I've been rewriting and rebranding all of my books that my former wannabe publisher screwed up um they're now now all fixed formatted re-edited and in beautiful condition so now that I've gotten through those, uh, Dark Man has actually been written for uh, about two years, but I put the brakes on because I wanted to perfect everything that I already had out there and have a better quality product for, for my followers and for the lovers of horror and gore. So now it actually is falling in place where it looks like it's going to be available for Halloween. I'm just freaking stoked about it. Nice. It's going to be a hell of a read. How does that work in the book world? Like, I know in, like on the, in the music world, a lot of stuff is DIY now. Is it getting that way with, with being an author? Do you still need – I imagine you need, a, like, a, a bigger company for distribution and stuff like that at least, uh, right? Yeah, you do. I, I, I don't have any control over the printing. I do all of my printing through CreateSpace, which is based through Amazon. And they have some pretty broad distribution. So, uh, And they have some pretty cool tools there as well personally I would love to have a good seasoned professional publisher but there are so few of those around that all, all I've been able to do is learn from my other bad experiences what not to do and how to do things the right way so I do as much as I can do myself and thank God I've, I've got a pretty big following and they're very loyal fans and they they kind of help me push and market things as well so it's it's just a matter of being stubborn and not stopping. Y'all know what that's all about. Oh, Keep yeah. knocking on them all doors right. until eventually something lights on fire and takes off. For sure. As with us, it's not like we're, we're good at anything else, so we got to keep doing it. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I completely understand. You know, it, it kind of blew my mind that people picked up my books and, and actually liked what they were reading and wanted to continue reading. And the biggest compliment that I've ever gotten, and I've gotten it several times, is it's almost like I was there. Yeah. I could see what you were saying. I'm like, oh, my, that's what I want to hear. I want people to see these 
screwed up things that are in my head and, you know, and really uh, understand them and have that, those terrifying experiences. And apparently it's working. So yeah. it's awesome. You're a really busy person, like, because not only do you do all the books and everything, and I'm sure that takes up a lot of time, yeah. but that your show is very popular as well, The Twisted Southern Horror it's Queen. It's getting there. Is that crazy? Yeah. There's that yeah. many twisted individuals out there on the planet. <laughs> well, it's a really good show because it's different. That. Like, it's, it's not... It's not like ex- one thing or another. It's kind of its own blend of. Yeah. And I, I imagine you, because you, you tell these stories about about stuff, and you probably have to put a lot of research and stuff I into do. that. It's, I, I do. I do. Yeah. I, I love doing that. Yeah, that's cool. I see you pop in there every once in a while. I love that, and I love for somebody to reach out to me and say, "Hey, I used. Uh, I had somebody email me last week after the show and said they had heard all kind of haunted legends about Sheriff Buford Pusser." And some of the stuff that went down when he was cleaning his county up. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'll look into it. So I'll spend a little time and look into that. And if I can find enough credible sources and documentation, I'll do, you know, a segment on it. If I can, I'll drop it. Or if it's a good story, but I'm not buying it, I'll throw that in the category of an urban legend and tell the story anyway. Right, just yeah. say I'm not putting any stock behind the validity of this, but it's a good story. Check it out. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's it takes a lot of time and doing all that research. But I, I kind of I dig it. So you kind of take requests as far as like a yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, it helps because content. If you're doing a show a week, that's a lot of reading and it's a lot of stuff that I throw to the side that I'm I'm not digging. Or there's not enough there. It's not gory Just wasn't enough. Feeling or, it, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a big help to me to be pointed in a direction where there's already a story and all I got to do is find the the details. So yeah, it's cool. Do you ever do any ghost hunting or anything like that? Um, I've done a fair share. Yeah. Done a fair share? Yeah. Do you have an interesting encounter or something, event you care to share? Yeah. Um, I guess maybe one of the first times when I was first getting into, I'm, I'm on the clairvoyant side, and I was, you know, experimenting with the things that were going on and the things that I was seeing. Well, we were being drawn to the, the woman that was leading me and teaching me to go and explore in the attic. And we had flashlights. She had a big candle, it was in a glass jar, and we had flashlights and we got up in the attic and all of a sudden it was like all the air was sucked out of the attic and all the candle went out, the flashlights went out. Whoa. And it was just like a low, we didn't see anything, but it was like a low roar and our hair was just standing up on end. That, that was one of the most, uh, I guess, earth-shaking things for me because it was like, I grew up seeing things and seeing people and, and hearing people. And, you know, you tell your parents and they're like, you know, you go back to bed or whatever. But there was somebody with me that experienced it alongside me, and we both had right. the same experience. So yeah. that's one of the most memorable things, I, I guess, as far as the ghost hunting goes. But uh, beyond that, there's been plenty of things that I've seen and heard and on and on and on. that And that will probably be another book one day. I was just, my next question was going to be, mm-hmm. do you draw from the real life paranormal to yeah. play into the fictional world? Yeah. Which and, almost makes yeah. it not quite as fiction. That's absolutely right. <laughs> and anybody that knows me very well can look and, and go through any one of my books and go, I know where that came from. Right. You know, in, in certain parts of the book. So yeah, definitely. And that, and that to me gives it a little bit more meat. Because it's not something that I'm making up. It may be something that happened that, that I'm building into a different storyline or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it definitely gives it some hooks. You live in a good place for that, too, the area. Like, just yeah. the southeast in general, we've talked about before. Like, 
It's like it's more haunted around mm-hmm. here for some reason. Like, I don't know why. Well, if you look at the more metropolitan areas, there's not as many. There are some, but there's not as many old monuments and, and old homes and, and things like that. And down here in the south, um, when there was a family estate or a family home, it wasn't what well, we used to live there when we were a kid. It was that grandma and grandpa, three generations mm-hmm. lived there, and their kids, and their kids, and their kids, and their kids, and that leaves a hell of an imprint on a, on a piece of property or a home or the ground or whatever the case may be. So, you know, it, in the world of ghosts, if there's trauma or drama, there's going to be some residue there. Well, if you've got 200 years of a family line that's been in one spot, you better bet some of them folks are still there and they're still carrying on with their, their normal everyday lives, as far as they know, anyway. That's a good point because I've also often pondered that. Um, it's like they say there's been a close to somewhere around 100 billion people that have lived and died up from whenever there was people to now. Right. And most people agree on that number that it sounds about right. So... Is there a hundred billion ghosts, or who gets to be a ghost and what does? I, I, you know, I've never died and been there and done that. So <laughs> it's hard to say. I, isn't it? I don't, <laughs> hard yeah, to get an interview a, from one of those. Yeah, I don't have a definite answer on that, but I think that um, I think that there's a lot of factors in play there. I think that sometimes uh, the most basic answer. I, I'll give you this for an example. A couple of people who have been close to me. I noticed after they died that I felt them very strongly around me for uh, a few days, a week or so, and then all of a sudden they were gone. But they would drift back in and out of my life after maybe a period of a few months or a year or whatever the case may be. But for that period of time, they're, they're gone. They're, they're not here. You don't feel them. So I think that that maybe you have a choice on on coming back or maybe these people are in heaven or or hell or whatever the case may be but are still allowed to check in on the people they cared about or, or loved so you know there's a whole lot of different variances there i know what's in the bible but i've also researched a whole lot of other religious scriptures and there's different stories there, you know, as far as everybody believes as well. So I, I really don't have a solid answer for that. Yeah, and I don't think it's one of those, it's one of the biggest questions, right? It's like yeah. what happens. Right. But it's also one question that can't ever be answered, really. That's right. <laughs> Not in the foreseeable there, future. Been there, done that. The, the only thing that is, you know, I'm, I'm OCD and I like to have a solid answer on things. We all do. And, and I've considered this and, and maybe would call it my theory is that we are in three parts. We are the physical shell, we are a spirit, and we are a soul. And perhaps it is the soul that we have that uh, we are judged for our our time on life. And perhaps it is the spirit that we have um, that maybe has the chance to come back and and redo or stick around or whatever the case may be. And that, that to me, is the illogical answer is that there's got to be three pieces of us. Because we know whether we're Christian, Jewish, whatever the case may be, at some point you're either going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell, whatever your concept of either or is. And we also know the physical body, what happens to it after you're gone. But we also know we see things here. And we're in an age now where things are being documented and and can't be argued. You're EVP, for example. Right. You know, that came from somewhere. Mm -hmm. You don't know where. Well, that that had to be a spirit. And, and the things that are being photographed these days and the things that are being picked up on these uh, uh, electromagnetic whatever devices, 
there's something there. Yeah. So that's the only logical answer I can give you. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but that's my thoughts. Yeah, when we started getting into the paranormal stuff for the month of October, it was just for the podcast. And uh, I kind of started out with, like, you remember Mulder from, the, like, the first season of the, yeah. the X-Files? How he was kind of like, you know, he had the poster, I want to believe. Right. So I was like, I called myself, I coined the term paranormal curious. Uh, but it really it really does change your perspective when you hear a legitimate disembodied voice. Like mm-hmm. like I was saying earlier, it gives you a different kind of chill bumps you've never really had before. And it makes That's you right. go, well, I know I heard that. That's right. And I can play it for people and they hear it. Right. And I was there when it happened. I know I didn't say it. Something yeah. or someone did. That's right. So you have to go, hmm. Kind of makes it tough to has, be a skeptic. Have you ever watched my podcast for any length of time? Yeah. Okay. They, you talking about the Twisted Southern Horror Queen? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever noticed the masks that hang on either side of the door behind me? Yeah. Okay. Do you know the story behind those? No, I remember one time I was on the show and I commented on there because there was a little Grim Reaper dude. Yeah. I was like, I'm waiting for him to move. Yeah. Because I just, any minute now, if he turned his head or something. And then you commented back about the masks. Yeah. Um, okay, so the masks were given to me. Uh, by a relative, they had been locked in a box and in a shed for like a decade or better, probably closer to two decades, because there's something with them. So I, I took them over, took them home, cleaned them up, and I could definitely feel there was one in particular that I really got a strong feeling from. So I started communicating with them. I actually was talking to these masses. I'm cleaning them up and going, I'm not going to stick you in a box again. And I had a feeling that they didn't like being handled. So I made a promise to them. I'm the only one that's ever going to touch you again. I'm not going to let anybody touch you. And I used to do my broadcast from the other side. I was shooting at the two windows behind me as my backdrop. And things were starting to happen. My battery would start failing on my, my laptop. And, the, you know, just all kind of weird electrical and Internet things were happening. So I figured out that they wanted to be in the shot. So I flipped everything around. Well, after I did that, my husband has a friend that's he's a Wiccan. And he came upstairs. John's like, I want to show him the mask. I said, okay, no problem. And I thought about it. I didn't tell him not to touch him. Well, by the time I got upstairs, Uh-oh. he had one in his hands. I thought you were going to say he was wearing it. <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. <laughs> but he was holding one, and I'm like, oh, my God. So, I, you know, I, I didn't tell him anything. I don't want to hurt his feelings. And I just kind of gently took it back and, you know, hung it back on the wall. And for about two weeks after that, there was all kind of weird stuff Uh-oh. happening in our house. And even John could feel like pressure, and we're seeing these shadow people walking around, and they were pissed because mm. I'd made a promise to them, you know. And I've got people watching these broad, the, my podcast, and they're in the background now, and they're going, This one here on the left is blinking, and this one's doing, and they're telling me what's going on behind oh, me with wow. these masks. So that's, that's why I said, Watch the masks. Not the Grim Reaper. He's not the one that's going to do stuff. they're the ones stuff. doing the activity. Yeah, but gotcha. they, they eventually settled down, and, and they're not freaking out anymore. But, yeah, don't ever come to my house and touch the mask. They all have signs on them now. Do not touch. So yeah, I was going to say you might want to label that. I did. <laughs> so, and, I, and I'm like, don't touch them. But a lot of people will go upside, upstairs to the girl cave and open the door and go, <laughs> I'm not going in there. Because <laughs> it's really crazy. You call that the girl cave. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, i got one last question question for you um okay. the word the the name adrian comes up a lot like in your books and, mm-hmm. the, and the dragster is that a character that you the um what is called the adrian uh, the trilogy yeah the adrian trilogy series um let's i'm, I'm not going to give a real deep 
answer on that. Let's just say she's a split personality. Oh, okay. You know, she, she's that person that does and says things. And a I spoiler can say free that version. Was, that was that other B that did that. <laughs> <laughs> it was that other chick, wasn't me. <laughs> Is that, but is that a, like those, some of the, bo- the books are grouped together, like in a series. Right, that, she's the, she's the main character in the Adrian Trilogy series. There's a male character that's in the first two, um, and then there's a different male character in the third one, and uh, she's, uh, she's kind of like a Kate Beckinsale kind of vampire at, once she turns, because she starts out, she starts out as a clairvoyant mortal, and meets up with a vampire, and it's some madness after that and it gets really bloody and really violent and really erotic interesting and the 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 dragster being called adrian is that uh, were the books coming out at the, um, around the same time well what happened john never liked horror and if i have the tv on it's there's a horror movie on somebody's getting massacred right <laughs> so i signed my, my publishing contract and the first thing she does is send me to a horror con and so john came with with me and it was a huge con in orlando called spooky empire and we drive up and they're just kicking the con off with this massive zombie walk and i'm talking like there are 200 some odd people walking down the street like zombies and he goes what the hell have you got me into <laughs> So we're, the deep end. Yeah. So we're in this con and I'm in like heaven. I'm just everybody's all gothed out and they're all in costumes and it's just freaking heaven for me and they're buying my books and he's like Yeah, just when is this gonna be over? So somebody walks by and says, Hey dude, there's a car show outside. He's like, Oh, so he goes out and he looks at the cars and I said, Okay, well, you know, he comes back, I said, Well, what do you think? He's like, I can build better. I said, Okay, do it. So that was his way of getting into uh, what I was doing and supporting me at the same time by doing what he does best. So we just kind of blended the, the best of both worlds, and I, I think it's worked out pretty freaking cool. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a really good combo. Yeah, uh, but now he's trying to sucker me. I'm, you know, well, you've done the dark man, so now we got to do another vehicle, and, and we don't have a Wicked Truth vehicle yet, and I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> no, it ain't going to go down like that. <laughs> we need accessories, right? Some more. Yeah, uh, yeah no, no. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to me. I know the month of October is just... It's wide awesome. open it, it, yeah but as far as getting you on the show it'd be difficult well, in the month of october with your schedule I'm, I'm so i'm glad i got you this year to you guys and congratulations to you guys for a hundred freaking episodes thank you very That's much so awesome i love y'all i actually do listen to your podcast of course i usually listen to it on the edge radio us but i do listen ah, i need the bell <laughs> edge radio us Ding. yeah and definitely hope to see you guys at some of these upcoming cons together that'd, absolutely that's cool. that's our biggest thing uh on the last show that the episode 99 that just came out we kind of interviewed each other and about the podcast and one of anthony's questions to me is like what would you like to see to improve the podcast i was like well we definitely got to up our game on cons because i mean that's just where our listeners are yeah that's when you go out on the streets out here you might find one out of ten that might be interested but at a con like that's it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Like, yeah, they, it's they're our people. It's our you. tribe. That's you know? right. That's right. It's your clan out there. Yeah. yeah, you'd be like me in the streets of Independence. Everybody looking by and doing this here stuff, and you know, well, <laughs> throwing rosary beads at you, and you know. I know what you mean. I started a heavy metal band in an area that only embraces country. You feel my pain, <laughs> yes. right? I, I got you. And here you sitting in a what mossy oak skull hat. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> I got it in the hunting section at Walmart. It's where I get all my designer clothes. <laughs> Okay, well, now I know. Nowhere to shop for him for Christmas. For sure.
the sportsman section at Walmart. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I appreciate you guys having us. We've definitely enjoyed chilling with y'all. Thank you so much for coming down. Can't wait to see y'all again. I'm sure we'll bump into each other at a con or I something. I hope so. I hope so. All right. I'm sure there's a big mouth uh, <laughs> car driver builder out there somewhere. I'll need to go wrangle up for you. So what do you want to talk about? Talk about the bearded villains. Uh, we're a group of bearded dudes that get together and have fun. Um, we got worldwide chapters. I'm with the North Mississippi chapter. Um, we got one of my brothers, Avery, over here with me. Say hey, my Avery. Say lean hey. in and say hey. What's up, y'all? He won the Deadpool mask. Yeah, won the Deadpool mask. Pretty awesome. Although I told him it was mine if he won it, but he still won't give it to me. Um, I'm not saying you have a big head, but I don't know. Would it fit? No, it wouldn't fit. I know it wouldn't fit. Okay. It'd go on my wall. Yes. On him? Yeah, no. <laughs> Jerm was trying to try one on over there for me, and I ripped it, trying to put it on. Ouch. Yeah, okay. he's like, oh, it's okay, I'll fix it. So He can I'll, scale him up. Yeah, he's making me one, or he's gonna make, going to make me one when he gets time and stuff. Yeah, we actually had the villains on the podcast um, when we did the last con and, uh, at Tupelo. Yeah, how long have you been with them? Uh, I've been affiliated for two years I've been patched as a villain for a year. September was a year, and I've had my members patched for three or four months now. So, all together, two years being around them. Um, took me a while to get get really into it, but we do a lot of charity work. We do a lot of work for Reconnect for Autism. Um, do we work with uh, Retrieving Freedom? which is a group that does service dogs for people with PTSD or severe autism. They right. need the help with the service animal. Um, we've done uh, the, what was it, the 22 Ruck in Tupelo. That was, wasn't that right after the color run? I think so, yeah. The color, the we do a color run in Amory. Or not in Amory. We're in Amory now. In <laughs> Corinth. <laughs> and um, this past year when we done the color run, after it, we did the 22 Ruck, which is a 22-mile march that they do for uh, PTSD for soldiers and uh, soldiers that have committed suicide and stuff from coming home. Um, but mainly, we're just a group of bearded guys that get together and hang out. We like to have fun. We got each other's back. Um, like I said, we got chapters worldwide. Uh, we're just one of, of many. There's two in Mississippi. And we have ours, North Mississippi. Then we have a South Mississippi chapter. Is this the longest your beard's ever been? Uh, no, actually, my beard at one time was down almost to my stomach. Wow, um, that's pretty I impressive. Shaved it. I shaved it all off. Completely? I cut all my hair when I had long hair. Yeah, I completely shaved, trying to find better work, I guess you could say, because beards are not, they're kind of frowned upon in the working place at certain places. That's sad. Um, that's discrimination, man. It is. It's horrible. but <laughs> It's tragic. It's, it is. It broke my heart to shave it, but I'll never do it again. But I'm Never. going on three years now, growing it back out. And this is nothing compared to some beards we have. Uh, we got a brother in Kentucky who his beard's down to what? His, no, no, his waist. He's the co-captain of the Kentucky chapter, and his is down to right at his, his bottom of his stomach. So is that the goal to make, to get the biggest beard, or is it, I mean, there's categories, right? Like best sculpted? or Well, in, in beard competitions, you got like, what is it? Natural under six, and natural then under six, natural or over six, and then like you'll come up with like styled beards. Yeah, uh, you can like mess with them. They'll like styled style mustaches. Else. I mean, there's there's all kinds of categories, but I mean, as being in the brotherhood, is it's mainly about 
being being with your brothers and hanging out and getting to know people and having fun. I mean, that's why we have meets all over. Like, we have one coming up in uh, March, which is called DSV, which stands for Dirty South Villains, and that's any any brother can come, anybody can come, but it's it's mainly the chapters from the Mason Dixon line down. We have a big meet we do every year. Last year it was in New Orleans. This year it's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the World Meet, which is going to be in Los Angeles this year, which is everybody. It was in. It was Y'all in, traveling out to that. I'm I'm hoping to go. Um, it's next year and it's in Los Angeles and I can't remember when. DSV is in March. Um, but I plan on. I I really want to go to it. Uh, this year's World Meet was in Puerto Rico. Funds were a little low, so I wasn't able to go to it. But yeah. I mean, I'm hoping to go. Um, Texas has a big meet in February. They're doing a big uh, charity bash for – I can't remember what they're doing it for. But yeah. I mean, we go we travel all over. Like I said, we got brothers from all over. DSV, we had a brother from Ireland come. We had one from, I think, Sweden showed up. Oh, wow. I think we had – Kentucky had some German brothers. Yeah, they did. Um, the How brother, long have you been in the? Uh, I think uh, going on with probably I've been affiliated with Beard of, uh, Beard of Villains for about let's see September and now the October going about probably I think seven months days at most. Yeah, I got patched as a member back in July or August. Right around the same time I do. Right what are the different time. like stages like? Well, you get you come in as a hopeful, okay, and you're you have to meet your beard requirements, which I think. Don't quote me, but I think that's an inch and a half all the way around. I believe so, yeah. From ear to ear. I think I could get that. Well, I clipped yeah, mine the other you day. You stop clipping, and you're good. <laughs> I mean, just let it grow, man. I mean, I do on this part, yeah. for, for the most part. But uh, i got to trim the wolf man every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, it's an inch and a half all the way around. And then you have to have an Instagram because that's how our scouts find you, find Check your pictures. Check you out. The, yeah, yeah, and then, then you'll go from your hopeful period, and you'll get a villain patch which means you're a bearded villain then. And then after that, you get your member's patch, which means that you're a member of this chapter. So it, it kind of goes, it, it goes hopeful, a, a villain, no matter whether you're in a chapter or not, and then a member patch when you're in a member to that, to that chapter specifically. Gotcha. So you don't actually have to have a chapter to be a bearded villain. Um, if you left a chapter and decided not to join one, another one, you just would be a chapterless villain. We have a few of those. So, a homeless villain. Hom- homeless villain. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, never thought of it that way before. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're probably about to get kicked out of here. Uh, what uh, do y'all have? Anything coming up that you want to plug? Like any events that you're going to be uh, at or next weekend uh, at the Tishomingo County Fair? They're they're putting on a beard a beard competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's free to join, free to enter. Um, it's any donations and any money raised goes to uh, autism research. Um, like I said, we do Reconnect for Autism is the group that we really work with. And we got that next week. And then... One of our brothers is actually going to be doing a show in Corinth with the group, I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marshall Tucker Band that's coming yeah. to Corinth. Yeah. One of the brothers in our group, Noah Richardson, he is actually opening for them. I know him, don't I? Wasn't he on the show? Uh, that was a guy named Noah. Mm-mm. I remember. No, him. Noah didn't come in until after the con. Okay. But yeah, he's he's actually really farewell, really really known. He has his own songs. If you look him up on YouTube, Noah Richardson, 
you'll see he has all his original songs, and he's been played with a bunch of different bands. But he's opening. Maybe for that's Marshall why that Tucker name band. sounds so familiar, because he's he's mm-hmm. famous. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, getting there. He's yeah. he's getting there. But yeah, he's opening. His for name's Marshall been Tucker. out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's probably what. And he's I been knew doing it. it for a long time now. So. Um, and that's in Corinth. I don't know the exact dates. I think Sometime it's in November. November. It's going to be at the Crossroads Arena. Um, cool. We got some anti-bullying stuff coming up in October. Um, I mean, you can check us out at uh, the. You can go to Bearded, what is it? Bearded Villains, North Mississippi dot com. So, yeah. You can look us up on uh, Facebook, YouTube. Just type in Bearded Villains, North Mississippi. There Not you YouTube, Instagram. That's your reference. Saying. You I, might it, find us on YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just pretty much it. We got a a few things going, but not not a whole lot right now. Trying to fix some things. Just rebuild in a yeah. way, like just rebuild and keep the chapter strong. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out today. Y'all were here the whole time, representing. Hey, told you I'd be here. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good one, man. All right, you too, brother. I got the uh, El Presidente, right? Can we call you the president? No, no, no. What What do you Yeah, what do you call What do you call yourself here? You're the CEO. I'm the CFO. Yeah, she's the CEO. I'm the CFO. You're the CFO. Get a little bit closer to that thing there. Uh, the last time you were on the show, man, that's that's been a while now, isn't it? Were y'all still at the old building? Yeah, we were just fixing to open up another wow. building. So a lot's changed in the store in a good way since the last time we spoke. Yeah, it was been a year and a half. I think it's, it's been at least a year. Yeah. I mean, haven't y'all been here in the store a year now? We've moved here in November. And y'all have expanded a lot visually. Yes. You've expanded the titles, titles that you're keeping. You've expanded the this now gaming section that yeah. that we've kind of taken over today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've kind of barricaded your gaming zone. <laughs> yeah, it's been but a- y'all are now doing like uh, where people can come in and game and stuff. Yeah, That's we're doing cool. some D and D right now. Uh, hope to expand it out to some Pokemon and some magic here pretty soon. That would be something we're looking forward to. That game really hung in there. Like. It, it didn't get fatty. It, yeah. it kind of seemed like it was fixing to, and then it came back around, and yeah. people are playing it again. Oh, yeah. So, like, D&D has just kind of stayed the course. It didn't really go through a fad thing. No, it's still the same stuff back in the 70s. Yeah. We, we if it ain't bones, broke, man. Don't fix it. Don't, don't fix That's it. right. What is the uh, the main title that, that – is there is there one that people buy the most? Like, what do you have to order the most of? Is, or is there – Batman. Batman. Batman's the guy, huh? Yeah, Batman's the man. So is it just the main Batman title and Detective Comics both, or is it... Because there's a million billion... Yeah, it's mostly... I mean, like, y'all sold all the the metal stuff y'all had. I sold all the metal Uh stuff I had. Um, Man, we had The Doomsday Clock. Yeah, we we even had people calling from out of state looking for the damned. That was the big big number one. In my opinion, I think it blowed out the Wolverine book. Maybe you just couldn't keep it on the shelf. Well, it seems like uh, the Wolverine had like a lot of uh, almost too many covers, yeah. and I don't think they did that with Damned, did they? No, they did just two covers. You had A and B cover, but Wolverine, I think he had probably ten different covers. 
Oh, it seemed like more than that. Might have did. I looked. I don't remember. I looked on because I wanted to go ahead and just pick me up a copy just because, just in case. Yeah. But, and, of course, you know me, I wanted the A cover. Yeah. But, I man, I looked through there, and it was like, woof. I didn't even – I sold every one we had. Well, my wife sold So what What would be, okay, if Batman's number one, who's the who's a close second? Maybe do you sell a lot of Superman titles, action comics? X-Men. X Men. X Men would be the next. next well, that's man. good that you got the the DC world and the Marvel world right there, neck and neck. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We uh, it's it's something. And y'all's inventory on pops has expanded exponentially. <laughs> like I remember at the old store, you just had like one little shelf with a few varieties, yeah. but now you got a. I don't know how many, how many we have in here. What's the most popular pop? Right now, probably venomized. We just got in all the the 25th anniversary uh, Power Rangers, and man, I was like, those ain't gonna sell. Those are not gonna sell. And they, uh, the, a guy come in yesterday and bought the whole run. Whoa! Yeah, yeah it was nice. Yeah, it shocked me because I'm I'm not Power Ranger guy, but hey, they're out there. Yeah. What do you think it's been like from the time you opened until now? The the one pop that people asked for the most is there a a number one or is it? Varies. It varies. It varies. It varies. It's hard to tell what people are going to be interested in. There's so much stuff. Yeah. In this world, it would be almost impossible to stock everything. Yeah, it's like, just too much. I mean, that's like we got one guy. He comes in there once in a while. And he gets him a couple of chases, but that's the big thing. Everybody's got to find that chase. Yeah. But we got we got a several several chases out ready to go, but. Yeah, the we have a big. I think this this past week we got in, oh, what, ten, oh, at least twenty different, about twenty different pop figures in this week of different characters. So, yeah, there's like a hundred pops that come in. Oh wow! Yeah, that was. Yeah, the UPS man was kind of fussing. He had to unload like eight boxes. What did you predict, like? Because I, I think you were, weren't you more focused on pops to start with? Well, yeah, did the, we were, did the comic thing kind of surprise yeah, you? Yeah, the comic it surprised me because I have more. Because I was hoping, you know, the, the pops sell, they sell real good, but the comic books, that's what, that's what surprised me. In 2018, yeah, yeah, 2018, people are buying the crap out of comics again. Who would have thought comics. it? It took them long enough. And it's not kids either. Right. I have few. I would imagine your clientele is probably mostly, what would you say, 18 and up? Oh, yeah. Or older than that now. Older than that now. Old men like me. Yep, buy comic books. Shoot you up, man. I mean, they're old. I mean, I have, what, probably two or three kids that come in here? Yeah, 12-year-olds. I mean, we don't, there's no. But when when the younger kids come in here, are they looking for the comics or are they looking for the pops or? Is it very? It varies for those. Got you. Because I got one little guy. He comes in. And he gets. He gets Batman. Now he's changed over to Superman. That's the. That's the. Well, that's really cool, man. Because if you look back at how much you've grown from where you started, <laughs> in that that little bitty corner that spot. That was a small corner spot. And then yeah. now, just look around. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's gone a long way, and y'all got, you're doing outreach stuff like this that yep. gets people's attention you're doing another event yeah that we need to plug coming yeah, up in october yeah. go ahead and tell them all about that october the 13th we'll have sean south he's a he's been in the walking dead and the wasp 
in Avengers. He was in the Gears And I might be biased, but most importantly, he's been on Real Pop Culture. Yeah. <laughs> Real Pop yeah. Culture alumni. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to be here the 13th. He should be here at 10 o'clock. And I think he's going to – And that coincides with The Walking Dead Yes, uh, The Walking Dead. Like, what all yeah. y'all doing? Like, is, is there a certain comic or That's, that yeah, comes with they, that? They're re-releasing very – Buried comics. It's like I can't remember what numbers they are, but they yeah. did them in their black bags, so you don't okay. know what the art looks like. So it's a uh, huh. we're doing that. We're gonna do. Is that sort day of like day. a free comic book day, or is it just a special? It's just edition? a special edition day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we're gonna do that. I hope that I'll get y'all guys back out, man. We'll I hope a bunch of people show up. I think they will, man. Yeah. But. Well, we appreciate you letting us do this here today. Uh, oh yeah. I racked my brain. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. wait whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the press. Hit Halloween the Fest, October the 27th. We're giving away free comic books that day. What? Why didn't I know about this? I know it, man. Sorry, it's a big note on the big front on the door. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay attention. That's why I didn't know about it. Yeah, the 27th. We're going to be, we're going to open up, same as usual, 10, 10 o'clock. We'll go till they go. What What titles, like what? what you got coming? Do you know? Uh, Thor. Uh, Spider-Man's going to be, be Spider-Man, Thor. Uh, it's on the door. It's know. on the door. Just remember. check the door. Yeah, check the door. You're going to put it on Facebook and stuff, oh, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it's going to be on Facebook. Yeah, y'all need to check out their Facebook page. Um, did you change the name on Facebook? I changed the name. I, I changed the So, the, so now the, it's Arcadia Comics and Collectibles. Yeah, so it's Arcadia Comics and Collectibles now. Gotcha. So... Yeah, everybody needs to look that up on Facebook, find out about... People love free stuff. I've oh, been in here on Free Comic Book Day, and it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it does get a little hectic and crazy. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again for letting us do oh, this yeah. here. Like I said, when we decided we were going to do our 100th episode, I was like, let's do something different, something we've never done before. And this, I was like, there's a freaking comic book store in Amory right <laughs> yeah. here in our hometown. Right One here. of our good friends runs it. Like, yeah. let's get together oh, and... I- she runs it. I don't run you it. Don't I work. Work. I, I you work. just do what you're told. Yeah, I, I work at night. She runs it more than I do. I don't even. She's she's the boss. But, oh, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all thinking and coming out. Man, yeah, we had a great time. Those new band shirts look awesome. Where did you get those done? At Anarchy Design. They do screen printing now? Oh yeah, they do professional custom screen printing at a very competitive rate. Where can I find them? Look them up on Facebook, facebook.com slash anarchydesign69 or email them at anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. You can check out some of their work on their Facebook page. When you're ready to order, you can send them your idea or they can design it for you. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. All right, I have on the spot. Like I, not, I, I totally put you on the spot. You had no idea. You thought you were coming over here to watch wrestling. And that was it. Which I we I will was do. To watch wrestling. Which we will do. But we can't do real pop culture year one without the year one guy that did it with me, Mr. Lonnie C. Clint Ritter. We did how many episodes before we swapped? Before oh, I, I have no idea. Um, it was in the, at least in the 20s, I think. You know what's funny? Do you ever go back and listen to the old episodes? Sometimes. 
We were kind of funny. Like I, man. I've listened to the Salvatore episode. Like a I, few times it's been long even. enough now, and I've done enough episodes since then that like I've forgotten. So it's like I'm listening to it for the first time, and like it really cracks we me were up. Witty. Like our little banter. I know we, we were witty. We were witty. Yeah, witty. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just fun to listen to. But you know, another thing that surprised me is how quickly we started doing like celebrity interviews and stuff. Like all of, yeah, like Max Calder, and he's been back on the show, and like Laurie Good and from Star Wars and Ari Sal. Those were like in the t- in the first ten episodes. Yes, yeah. like we jumped well, right. Max off Calder the, was what like episode four. four. <laughs> it was episode four. Chuck Dixon and we, been we back had on. a guy from Walking he was on Dead episode, on like episode nine. four. <laughs> so that is crazy. Like he, um, there was some funny funny stuff back then too, though. You know, it's like. It, it kind of started out funny as being funny, and then we kind of got serious about it. <laughs> we, but we still went, tried to be funny with our seriousness. We got bought out by DC, <laughs> and we got really dark and serious. Yeah. <laughs> Brooding. Maybe we need to go back to Marvel. We need- <laughs> <laughs> so we can have more humor in our podcast. Well, I was going to compare my recollection to how it all started to yours. Because... I know for like literally three years, it seems like me and you talked about doing a podcast. We did. And you would come over here every Monday night to watch Raw, and we'd get to drinking. We'd be like, man, we got to do that podcast, man. When are we going to start? When are we going to start? And then finally, one day, like three years later, I was like, you know what? Come over Thursday. You're like, all right. And we just did it. But I remember we were having like a couple of weeks before, we were having this discussion about who would win in a fight between Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark. Remember that? Yeah. Because it wasn't – because remember we said it wasn't Batman versus Iron Man. It was Bruce Wayne versus Tony Stark and who would win. And that I remember somebody said, that needs to be the podcast. And that yeah, was because we, like the yeah, it was we'd been talking about it for so long about doing a podcast. We had this hour-long discussion, and then he just goes, why isn't that your podcast you've been talking about? Why don't y'all just do that? And I'm like – you know he's right. And then we did. Then we did. <laughs> and episode zero was like supposed to be just us testing the equipment. Basically, See, yeah. Because we had all this equipment here for the band. You know, I've already had the the software to record our demos with and the microphones for the most part. And there was a lot of tweaking and stuff that we had to do, but it actually went a lot smoother than I expected on the first And time. that episode was about absolutely nothing. Like, we had no plans. We were just going to kind of tell, <laughs> I think we were just going to kind of tell what the podcast was about. And, but you remember when we first started the podcast, there was, it was at a time of the year where so much was going on. Yeah. Cause you remember at the time we were talking about doing wrestling some on, on the podcast and, uh, it was right at WrestleMania time. Right. And then like, it seems like maybe the, it was the ending of walking dead for that season. And then. I think Game of Thrones was really big right then, and it was just there was so much going on and so much to talk about. That's like, I knew I know we were we were trying to say, well, we'll keep it under an hour because two hours is too long to talk about anything. And then it was like it was so hard to keep everything we wanted to talk about under an hour. Yeah, that's <laughs> to start why, with, you know, that's why I just kind of just let that go. Which when we were syndicated through Rock Ridge Radio, they wanted an hour for their to fit their format. Oh, yeah. But once we got away from that, I just let it go. 
Like, I, I try to keep it somewhat... Mo, most shows don't go over two hours, but the, a lot of the shows I listen to, like the Joe Rogan podcast, is like three hours. And it, But it doesn't feel like it. I was, I was afraid at the beginning that if we did two hours or more about something that people would just lose interest. But I've kind of changed my view on that. Because, again, most of the podcasts I listen to are longer are than longer. an hour an episode. Yeah, I know, like, Jericho's is, is a pretty long And the ones one. that are shorter and than that, I kind of go like, well, crap. That, you know. Or it's like sometimes you'll feel like they, did, they never... They didn't cover enough. Like, yeah, yeah, they didn't cover enough. They didn't ask the right questions. That's why, like, it was always cool, like, when we interviewed Salvatore... It, the the cool part about it was was like I was expecting like a fifteen minute interview, and I mean this guy talked for almost two hours, and I was just not expecting that. And we got to actually throw all the questions that we had planned in, plus extra. So, I mean that was that was cool that we had to make up questions on the fly because he wanted to talk longer. And the same thing with Lori Good when he was on. Uh, it's like we just let the guy talk. <laughs> yeah, you know, him and, I mean, we didn't great. even. Yeah, we had to kind of ask one question, and he'd go on and on about it, which was cool. But for us to try to keep that under an hour, we were having to split them up into like two and three shows sometimes. You know what's funny about that interview, and I don't think I've ever told you this, um, and I've never said it on the show, but um, I didn't. I didn't realize, but for my cell phone plan, I didn't have international calling. And, you know, he's in England. Oh, yeah. Obviously, because that's where they film Star Wars. And uh, I got a 60-something dollar phone bill. Oh, Because crap. of that Man. <laughs> Like, that podcast, that one episode Well, I guess it's good that it was a good episode rather than just... Because if it would have been crap and you had to pay 60 bucks, you'd have oh, been, been so pissed. mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like, not worth so it. So, I'm I'm ge- I guess it's a good thing that he was actually a really good interview. Yeah, that was the most expensive episode we've ever done. <laughs> As we lose our sponsors. <laughs> so anyway if anybody wants to sponsor especially a phone company that allows international calling free you know you go ahead guys go ahead and call in or email <laughs> what's your perspective on like i guess the evolution like i because i had really really low expectations in fact i was perfectly fine with just our close friends listening to this well you're on we're like it's going into a hundred episodes like, did you think that it would go into a hundred episodes? You know, uh, no. And the the listener base, I guess, is what's got me like really shocked. Is is like I said, I could have named off six people that would probably listen to this when we first started it. I'd be like, oh, well, that's R- what I was thought. Like RJ will <laughs> listen to it. We'll listen to it because we're on it. We'll get a couple of our friends. It'll be like six people. But when we started pulling down like numbers with commas in them. I'm like, what's exactly. going on here? Like, <laughs> it, it kind of made me jealous because I, I quickly became like the podcast guy, not the Killjoy guy. <laughs> and that's a big change. And I'm, I put way more effort into Killjoy than I ever have in this show. <laughs> but that's what everybody like. Hey, hey, how's the podcast? But then again, going? that's 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 sometimes that's what people want, man. It's the real Mark. They wanted. They've always <laughs> wanted the real Mark. <laughs> and you know, I always thought like. At first, I always thought we should come up with podcast names and not use our real name. Yeah. And then, then you wouldn't have had the problem with that because <laughs> nobody would have known it was Mark from Kill J. And they could have just called, you know, you could have been whatever name you made up. And then we wouldn't have had to worry about that. <laughs> when I register for stuff online, I always put Mark Van Dam. 
And for a while there on social media, I, I was doing this thing where I kept changing my last name to just to yeah, I see, just I to be silly, yeah. um, and just to kind of mock the the system because Facebook is always like so anal about that. Everything, yeah. I think I think we actually went through it. I think we actually went through it when we when we were doing this podcast or starting the the Facebook page for this podcast because you know you can do the business Facebook pages, yeah, and. It's not really like friends. It's more like Twitter. You have like to do a like page and stuff yeah. and like, you know, and then or you can do like a, a real one. And I remember, I think it was actually when I was setting up the Kill Pop Culture Facebook page, or maybe it, it was some. Seems like it was something like that, and uh, or maybe I had a different one I was going to set up, and it said, "This isn't your real name. Please yep. use your real name." That's why the if like you, uh, what if, if you, I don't want to use my real name? Yeah, if you go to the the Facebook page now, like the the page page, not the like page, it's called John Snow because, because they, they were, made me change it to a an actual name, and then we had to create. But it is the, John Snow. So the that's business cool. page. Well, yeah, yeah. So I, I had to make. I, I couldn't think of anything else. That, that would fit that would be a quote unquote normal name um you know the king of the north that'll work yeah <laughs> Bruce Wayne <laughs> damn it why didn't I think of that they probably would have they probably would have busted me out on that one I don't know there's probably people in real life named Bruce Wayne I want to interview them if you're listening to this and your name's Bruce Wayne <laughs> give us a call give us a holler <laughs> we got some questions email us comment <laughs> something <laughs> well like, we if your last name Bruce is Wayne, Wayne and you you have a son and you don't name him Bruce what's wrong with you yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I remember uh, going back to the Facebook thing. You made this graphic for the header on your computer. And I can't remember if you didn't know how to save it. I took a picture of you it. You took a picture of it with your phone and texted it to me. I and that for was some reason, actual, I couldn't save it and email like you it. Couldn't, <laughs> or yeah, you couldn't save it in the right... Uh, Something I can't remember if, if it was something on my right computer or, or something. I can't remember. So I just took a picture of my computer screen and, and your sent it to Mark of the of the computer screen of the header and do you know what do you know what actually was going on in that logo man oh, have yeah, you ever just great. took a look at that it's, there's like there's Captain America shield there's the Batman emblem there's lightsabers like I think the K made light was made out of lightsabers well each one of those things man I had to cut each little picture like I couldn't find just a a, a PNG file on lightsabers, you know, I had to go through and cut out lightsabers, three different lightsabers to make the letter K. I mean, that was like it, and it was like an all-day thing for me to make that. And I mean, it's, it it looks cheesy, it really does. Especially, I, know, I mean, I like it because well, it's got that retro kind of look to it. Well, that was just because I took a picture of the computer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the so computer screen that, so, that gave it the magic is the pixels. Yeah, it's. <laughs> but no, I mean, it did. It took me all day to come up with that because. I, I had to I had to cut out each little letter to make it say kill pop culture and it, it was so tough man <laughs> like now looking back I know I could take the exact same thing and make it a hundred times better but it's like I guess it was on a day my brain was fried <laughs> <laughs> but so what did you feel about the rebranding and don't worry you can be honest because uh, like Josh Turner hates the idea that we changed our name but uh, we we rebranded and, and changed the name, but it's still got not the same feel to well, it. Well, you know, you know, uh, there's a there's a different time 
and culture now than what there was when we were growing up. It's funny because you, you know, actually brought that up on one of the first episodes. Because, like, when we were young, you know, when I was a teenager, or even a little later, like, you didn't tell anybody that you read comic books. Or you, you didn't, like, you didn't go announce it anyway. And you didn't go announce that you played Dungeons and Dragons. And now you watch a TV show and, like, some of the biggest TV shows that there is... They play Dungeons and Dragons in, you know, and that's mm. kind of made it like, uh, well, even Big Bang Theory, you know, they play D and D in it, of course, because that's that's a show about nerds for nerd, you know, kind of deal. But like, uh, Stranger Things, they play Dungeons. The whole show is yeah. basically based around. I never D&D thought we almost. would see this then, day when everything in like think of Game of Thrones. How did that? How did that pass? I know. How is it the soccer moms? are watching and loving a show that is basically D&D. And the, all the superhero How movies. How did that get popular? I mean, I'm glad it it's did, like, but I can't believe this is the world we live in And what's in right crazy now. is, like, it's like, what makes it even cooler is, like, not it's not even so much that Game of Thrones is so popular. We love our soccer moms. It's that, it's that uh, all these other shows are looking at that popularity, and they're trying to copy that popularity as close as they can so you get other shows that are great you know exactly and they're trying to get the same fan base and stuff so it's actually turned from to where our what we called kill pop culture when we were talking about pop culture then we were talking about you know what the movies and stuff that that people would have liked when we were younger or you know it wouldn't have been comic books it would have been pop music you know like taylor swift or whatever you know and you who's know, wowing the red car- been- carpet and keeping up with the Kardashians? Yeah, and that kind of honey stuff. boo boo. That like, and that. that's what we were thinking. Pop culture was American Idol, you know. <laughs> but now that our pop culture that thing. there's a whole new version of pop culture, so it is the real pop culture now, rather than what we were thinking when we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We were anti anti pop culture, and now that the what what people consider pop culture is. is is what we actually talk about anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's still so. I mean, I'm sure there's 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 probably some there's I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that some of the discussions, you know, the comic book discussions or wrestling discussions or whatever, it kind of goes over their head or it's just something they're not interested in. But that was one thing we always decided to do on the on the podcast to begin with was make sure that we found something that. If you were going to listen to an hour show, there was going to be something on there that you enjoyed. Like, you may not enjoy comic books, but you may enjoy the show Walking Dead, you know? Yeah, there's people that listen to the show that don't give a damn about comics. Yeah. I mean... And And there's people that listen to the show that are into comics that don't give a damn about the other stuff. (laughs) Yeah, they may like comics and not like the music or not like... Everyone's um, welcome here. They may not like the music or they may not like the, you know, the shows Walking Dead or they may not like... uh, the wrestling side of it that's another big thing too it's like there's you know there's not a whole lot of just massive amounts of wrestling fans like there was in the 90s so it's like we're talking to a, a very small audience when we talk about wrestling but as soon as we finish talking about wrestling you know we wait go into talking about game of thrones which has a big audience <laughs> do you have a favorite episode Mine would always be the Salvatore episode, just because. I almost asked you. Dude, I was such I was a fanboy. You know. Well, I mean, besides that, 
the Max Calder episode. That was fun. Uh, I think besides that one was when, uh, like, the ones that I'm not in was probably the the Star Wars discussion that you had with the other guys. I can't remember their name. They did the other po- uh, podcast. Oh, Podnock. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, cool. The Star Wars discussion that you guys had. Yeah, we were on their show. Well, they were on our show first, and then we did their show. But like I love that Star later, Wars discussion. It continued, so it had like a part one and part two. That it was like a crossover. It was crazy because I listened to that show, that episode, probably like a week or two later. You know, like after you guys had put it out, I was a little bit behind and listened to that episode a little bit later, and I was so pissed because I wasn't in on that conversation. <laughs> It's just like, what, you know, like when you rank the Star Wars movies in order of favorite to least favorites, it's like, man, I so wouldn't have said that. I would have said this. You know, I had my whole. Yeah. I remember sitting there. I was actually. Uh, you should have took notes, man. And we could. I, re- like, I remember we I was could, actually at we work. We follow up. Like this. Back then, I had this simple job of merchandising. And I had a lot of time just sitting in my car doing nothing. So I remember turning the podcast on in my car and listening to it. And I was just like. Damn, I want in on this conversation. I like doing lists. You remember we did, uh, last year for Halloween, we did like top ten um, horror movies of all time. Oh, yeah. Well, lists are always fun because we did, uh, everybody, has a, everybody has an opinion, you know? What did we do with wrestling about lists? It wasn't matches. We did do one about wrestling. I remember that. We did a, a, a thing with lists with wrestling. Because I remember I had to download like a bunch of different people's entrance music. And you, could yeah. really, you couldn't even hear it in the episode. And I spent so much time like putting that <laughs> together in the background. And then you and, can't like, even hear it. You could kind of hear John Cena's trumpets. <laughs> 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 but, like, that's about it. Like You couldn't hear The Undertaker or Kane or none of it in the mix. Speaking, I mean, we, you know, I love being able to come in here. I'd like to, I wish I, could, I had more time to do more episodes like come in and do like because you know lately i've been like as far as the wrestling side of it i've been watching nxt and uh 205 and i hardly i rarely even watch a raw or smackdown that i actually enjoy anymore dude um, we we fast forward through it like, i mean we'll it's, pause it's, it like it's paused right now and we fast forward through. We used to just fast forward the commercials, but know? NXT. But now we fast forward through like whole matches. It's like I know I sound like some kind of indie mark or something, but NXT. It's like I haven't seen a bad episode in yeah, well, like everybody in the are, last everybody year. Everybody on the internet agrees with you. So that's and two oh five, they have. I mean, they got terrible storylines or, or the lack of storylines. They have great matches. Like I would love to come in and and do. You know, a whole episode just trying to introduce people to NXT, you know, and all the people there. But I just, you know, I know I don't have time. And then, but I'd love to come in and do not a whole episode, but, you know, maybe like 15, 20 minutes of just introducing everybody from NXT. Any ideas you have, man, just throw them at me. And it's not like you live that far away. But I also like doing like, uh, what are you watching? What are you reading? Yeah. I think those are good, too. Yeah, I like doing those. Like, I was just telling uh, Anthony about a, a kid's cartoon that's on Netflix that I love called uh, The Dragon Prince. I mean, it's a kid's cartoon, but it's so good. Like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just a show that I've picked up on. I've been watching a new show called Maniac on Netflix. It's uh, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. And it, it reminds me a lot of if yeah, they. I think, I've seen something about that. I think if they, I think if to me it seems like they made a movie 
about the Dharma project that was on Lost, that would kind of be what it that what it closely resembles to me. And there's a lot of there's been a lot of great shows come on Netflix lately and uh, movies. <laughs> and, pig. and Pig is over here. He's he's telling us to wrap it up or something. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to keep. I don't want to like, keep too, too long. I kind of ambushed you. You, you're like, oh, hey, Clint's here. Oh, by the way, yeah, come over here and let's do this podcast. Well, I always have fun doing these. I'm glad I get a chance to do them. You know? Yeah, you should do it. Like I said, I man. wish I, I wish I had more time to work. You're where an I could. alumni member. I mean, you have a, a open <laughs> spot at any time. It's not like we had a messy breakup or a divorce. I just noticed your DC you Flashpoint comic. You just noticed what? Your DC Flashpoint comment. Flashpoint's probably my favorite. Like, you know, I've never been a DC guy. I've always been a Marvel guy. Flashpoint's probably my favorite storyline in all of DC. I would have to agree. That's uh, such an Thomas awesome Wayne story. Batman is like my other Batman. Yeah. Like, he's like John Wayne meets the Punisher meets Batman. Right? Oh, yeah. He I can see whiskey. that. Yeah. He uses yeah. guns. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like you don't think Batman gives a shit? Thomas Wayne. He really makes doesn't Batman's care, man. Not giving a yeah, shit. look like some. Well, Thomas Wayne gave Batman whippings. I mean, think about it that way. He Batman's ass. <laughs> like I whipped him. <laughs> like I gave him whippings. <laughs> so I whooped your ass before you were Batman, kid. Let but you know, like, done. like, uh, and okay, okay. I gotta know. I gotta say this again: that your your Teen Titans with uh, Deathstroke. I'm jealous of that because I actually had that in my collection that got lost. Have you looked at that? I, I slabbed it myself. Yeah, I, I bought one of those it looks good, cans. dude. It looks really good. Um, I bought that from Elbow. Shout out to Arcadia Cool Toys and Comics, and he actually cleaned it and pressed it for me. It's it's not a, a super high grade. That's why I slabbed it myself. Still, it's just a cool comic to but have. But yeah, it's great to have the first appearance of Deathstroke for sure. And I could put it out here because it's kind of slabbed. I don't have to worry about you know. Yeah. Climate control. But yeah, man, uh, it was good talking to you. Any ideas you have, like, throw them I'll at me. I'll definitely throw like, them at you. It, you could, uh, on Mondays, if you could get here early, we could do like a little thing like every Monday or every other, you know, whatever. Yeah. Talk about wrestling. Well, you know, I'm comics. a pretty boring fellow, so. But I still watch a lot of TV and read. I actually, I, I'm actually almost done with uh, Timeless, the last Dritz novel that came out like i'm almost finished with it you know like, i reached I'm like out maybe three chapters I away from being finished his, i hadn't uh, had a lot of time lately i reached out to his publicist and she never messaged me back which was surprising he, he, well he may have a different publicist now i don't know yeah because the one that he had when we she, she was, was like great. on it man she yeah. was great I, I remember even telling her him that that uh she needed a raise because she was so good at her job yeah, I made, you were the one that made that contact originally. I may need to put you on that so we can have him back on the show and you can be back on the show when we do it. Man, he's just... I, the the new novel is great. They're, you know, they slowed down because of... Uh, uh, Wizards of the Coast just kind of like said, okay, we're stopping production on all of our books. And then they went back and said, okay, you need to write write some more. And they gave him permission. And right right now, that's the only Forgotten Realms book still going. Is the one about Dritz, wow. and so I, 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 I would love to see more stuff come out, and uh, like I mean, I know the hardcore fans. There's a character, Erevis Kale, that everybody in Forgotten Realms loves, and uh, 
that would be one I'd love to see. But I just, I, that guy's writing a lot of Star Wars novels and stuff, so I just don't see him doing that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I've enjoyed it, man. Man, yeah, thanks for coming back on. A blast from the past, from Stroker Ace fame. <laughs> <laughs> that was Stroker hilarious. Ace. Like, I. I That's my IMDP page. Is is Clint Ritter? Seriously, you you should make Stroker one. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> like you told me that on the show while we were recording, and I was like, "What? You're in a Burt Reynolds movie, and you're just now telling me? I've known you like 20 years. I know. I was. You like, should have led with that. Like, well, you know, I was talking. My to name's some... Clint. My name's Mark. I've been on Stroker Race. Holy shit, you're cool. Well, like somebody, somebody <laughs> the other the other day, you know, when Burt Reynolds died, man, somebody online was like, dude, that was so sad. I was like, yeah, he was my co-star in the movie Stroker Ace. It's like, man, I knew him real well. And everybody's like, what? And they, they didn't believe me. Of course they didn't believe me, but, you know. Like, my trailer was, like, pretty close to his. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> we used the same masseuse, same catering, everything. Of course, I got first dibs. He had to get the leftovers. For but, sure, you know. Yeah. Y'all had the same mustache groomer? <laughs> exactly. But that's hilarious. All right. Peace out. <laughs> Till next time. I'll be back. One thing I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to put it towards the end of the episode because it's kind of spoilery, but I finally read uh, The White Knight. It's a eight part. Six. Six part? Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's six parts on a special, but the special was something they did, I think, on like a, a free comic book day. But it's basically just the first issue. I don't think there's any difference. Probably not. Between the special and the first issue. So, how did you like the twist on that? I mean, it had a lot of twists, actually. I I thought it was really good because um, it was, I think, the first, the, the debut of DC's black imprint. Yeah. They call it the black label. And uh, they're definitely putting, like, Elseworld stuff on that label. Like stuff that's not in main continuity, which I think is a good idea because it it keeps people from getting confused. Right. Well, you saw me whenever I had read it because I read it before you did, and I was bragging on it. I was excited about it because it's such a great storytelling. Yeah, the story's good and the art is good, and I love it when you get a great combination of both. Yeah. Because I've seen like really good artwork in comic books, and the story was, mm, and vice versa. You can. You, you got to have both, and this definitely had it. And it was a different style of art that I'm not used to, but I really liked it. And it kind of had that feel of of Elseworld. It was kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. The artwork was was different. Yeah. But it was cool. Like, Batman looked really cool because he was, like, real tall and broad-shouldered and menacing. Like, he was bigger than everybody else. Like, way taller than everybody. But the... The basic idea behind the White Knight was there were these pills that cured the Joker of being the Joker. And um, Batman was kind of like out of control, as Batman some kind, sometimes can be. Vigilante mode took over. <laughs> yeah, he went, he went hardcore vigilante. And like in the first issue, he got a hold of these pills and he just poured a bunch of them in the Joker's mouth while they were fighting and like put his hand over his mouth and made him swallow them. He basically like cured the Joker of 
whatever the Joker has to make him the Joker. And he Pretty turned sure into it's probably psychosis. Some form of it for sure. And he just started going by Jack Napier and he was just like he didn't have the green hair. He didn't have like his complexion was normal. He looked just like a normal dude. And he flipped the script. That's why they call it the White Knight, because uh they basically made the Joker the good guy and Batman with the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, and, it was almost like that uh, Harvey Dent kind of thing in the you know the Dark Knight movie where Harvey Dent's the champion kind of deal. Yeah, they've tried to do this before with the Joker, but uh, this this story really worked. It was... I'm going to be reading it again. It was really, really good. And he... I'm, not, I'm just going to get the, the cliff notes here. He goes to Harley Quinn... And you find out there's two Harley Quinns. Yeah. Like, he was so wrapped up in being the Joker that he didn't even notice that the original Harley Quinn left, and there was another Harley Quinn that replaced her. Right. So the original Harley Quinn and him got back together, and then the the new Harley Quinn got mad because she wanted the Joker and not Jack. Yeah, she kept trying to coax him out. And so she became Neo-Joker. And that was a cool take because she was like a combination of Harley Quinn and the Joker she like her costume she had like a flower on her lapel yeah and like her makeup was like really cool and she became like a a big part of the the storyline and she worked with a lot of different villains in that too oh yeah that the 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 whole plot was there was a lot of twists and a a lot to it and we won't go over all of it because I want you to read the comic to get all of it but um what I thought was really cool is all the the nods and Easter eggs to virtually every... Like, if you look close, I watched a YouTube video that was pointing out all the, the Easter eggs. They literally give you, like, a an Easter egg to every appearance. To, like, every medium. Even the comic books. I mean, the uh, the video games and all incarnations of Batman. Like, they had all the Batmobiles. And the Batmobiles weren't just, like, something in the background that you saw. Like, they used the Adam West Batmobile. Yeah. And they used the Tumblr. Like, <clears throat> he was glad... He There was one part where he said, this is why I want them to drive the Tumblr, because it does these big jumps. And there was... It was important in that one scene for to, to, to do a big jump, because uh, Neo-Joker resurrected this huge ice cannon... That was developed by Mr. Uh, Freeze. Mr. Freeze. But, but what well, was his dad? Yeah, his dad was involved in the Soviet Union, and they they came up with this huge, giant freeze gun. Well, you remember she, Thomas Wayne was in that too. He was involved in it too, and they that she found it and used it to like freeze part of Gotham City, and so they had to go stop her. The the plot twist at the very end, which we're not going to spoil it, but the plot twist at the end was like, holy crap, I actually didn't see that coming. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Um, I liked how, well, the, the quote-unquote cure for the Joker started wearing off. Like, the, the medicine stopped working. He and was, it started making him sick. He was taking it, and yeah, he was getting, like, nosebleeds and stuff, and then he would start sporadically turning into the Joker. And I like how... He didn't just, like, he physically turned into the Joker. Yeah. It was like a physical transformation. It was like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. 
Like his hair would turn green, his face white. And I like how he had one green eye and one purple eye. And I don't I guess it was a contact or whatever, but like in one of his eyes it had a bat si- bat symbol. Oh yeah. Did you notice yeah, that? I like did. When it, it zoomed in and on his face, he had the Batman symbol in his eye. Yeah, that was really, really good. I mean it was great artwork throughout the whole thing, but that that's that's symbol symbolic or something. I mean, it's gotta be. Yeah. And I don't mind saying the the plot twist because I told you this would be spoilery, and that's been out. I mean, the it's last issue for, came out a little bit ago. Yeah, a couple of months now. But you find out that Harley Quinn, the original Harley Quinn, was behind the whole thing. Yep. And she's the one that came up with the drugs, and Batman knew the whole time. Yeah. And it was weird because there, there was there was these, there was these weird they were working moments. together. There was these weird moments with Harley Quinn and Batman. Almost like, did you pick up on a? For a minute there, I thought there was like a... a little romance Almost or like a romance. Because yeah. he's like, you remember that red dress I bought you? Like, I've still got that dress. And I'm yep. like, were they fixing to make out or what? Like, <laughs> what kind of crazy twist would that be? That she's like... Like, yep. seeing Batman and the Joker at the same time. But the, that didn't happen. He was just... Uh, the reason Batman was in contact with Harley Quinn throughout is because... He basically saw like a good side to her. You know, and then, like, the wedding. And he knew that she could get through to, quote-unquote, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> the Jack side of the Joker. And he was trying to encourage that. Yeah. And, and then, he wasn't even mad at her for being behind the whole thing. It was, it was kind of weird. But I mean, at the same time, it's like Batman was catching all this hell. But Oh, big the, time. He got locked up in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, he was catching all this hell and everything, and then... At the end of the day, Batman still gets that I told you so moment. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I knew this was coming. But it changed the status quo for Batman in a big way because they started this task force called the GTO. I forget what that stood for. The Gotham Terrorist Organization? Yeah. It was basically the vigilantes, which the only two that... Well, it wasn't two. There was three or four of them, but Batgirl and Nightwing... Another another thing that uh, I'm backtracking, but the, the the thing that showed me this is definitely Elseworld, and not part of main continuity. It it alluded to the fact that Jason Todd was the first Robin, yeah. and for most of the comic, they thought the Joker killed him, or tortured him to death, and yeah. then Dick Grayson became Robin, then Nightwing, and then he left. Yeah, and then kind of find out he had just brainwashed him. No, Jason Todd uh, left. He didn't die. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Joker brainwashed him. If you go back and read that part, I I think it well. I don't he think just he brainwashed tortured. him. He he tortured him. He just tortured him. him. And then, and the reason the Joker was torturing him is because he wanted to know Batman's identity, and the, his last words were, "I hate Bruce Wayne" or something like that. Yeah. And um, I mean, which is a for, I mean, which really hurt Batman when the Joker told him that because he found out that Jason didn't just die. He just never wanted to have anything to do with him again. Yeah. So that because, hurt him even worse. Because Joker was putting off like, hey, you know, he could have saved you all this time, but he didn't. And it, I mean, it's a deep, deep story. Oh, yeah. We're giving you the broad strokes. It's, it's very deep. But that GTO, that task force, it was basically like the vigilantes, instead of working outside the law, they worked with. Yeah, they worked Go- with Gotham. Uh, Gotham PD. PD. GCPD. And they started sharing their technology with GCPD. And uh, 
that's why the all, that's where all the Batmobiles came in. Yeah. Because there were several different people driving all the different versions of the Batmobiles. And it was so cool to see them all there. Yeah. They even had the Michael Keaton one. And like I said, the Tumblr, the Batman 66, like every incarnation of the Batmobile was in this comic. Yeah. And they were using them in, in a, a lot of scenes. But um, when Batgirl and Nightwing agreed to join, the stipulation was you cannot reveal our identities. And so when they caught Batman and locked him up, they locked him up as Batman, and nobody tried to, you know. Yeah, they just well, left him be. Some people wanted to, but they were like, "No, no, no, we're not, we're not revealing as I did any." That was the deal. So at the end, the other there was like three or four twists. The other twist was it just showed like it ended with with Batman in Jim Gordon's office, and he was like, uh, "You know, Jack, aka the Joker, even though he was twisted, and this was like." one of his schemes it brought to light a lot of things and I need to rebuild the trust he's like I should have shared this technology with y'all and Gordon was like well it could have fell into the wrong hands and Gordon was trying to apologize for you know taking Jack's side and all that but he's like no no the only way I can establish trust is to is to start over and the best way to do that is to let you know who I really am. And he took his cowl off yeah. and revealed himself to Gordon. And that's how it ended. Yeah. But you remember another funny part to me was when Harley Quinn and Joker get married. Batman yeah. is right there. He's at the wedding. You know, I mean, as Joker. Oh, there's, yeah. It's crazy because um, the, the book one starts out with the Joker as Jack going to Batman's cell in Arkham and saying, I need your help. Because Neo Joker had taken over the city, and Jack, I say in quotes, knew he couldn't defeat her without Batman. Yeah. So, like, Batman and Joker fight side by side, which is so weird. Like, they're, they're fighting riding together. Yeah, and they're, they're riding, riding together in the, in the Batmobile. Batmobile. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. And the whole time, Jack is fighting off being the Joker. Like, he starts turning into the Joker, and then he'll, he'll fight it off. Like, it's, it's so Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. This is it's a very good homage to that storyline too. But again, we're spoiling it, but we're giving you broad strokes. Definitely, like you, you really need to read this. Yeah, it gets a whole lot deeper than this. And the artwork is so good. Like I'm gonna, I think the I'll do like a what do they call that? A cold read where you just yeah. go through and look at the artwork, and then you go back again and read the story. Yeah, that's that's one, and it's only six parts, so you can knock it out pretty quick, especially if you read them as fast as you do. <laughs> um. That's something I'll be reading multiple times. It's a really good story. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. But yeah, everybody go out and pick up. Uh, I think it's on trade now, isn't it? Yeah. Can't you get a trade paperback of the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Or you can buy them individually. They're probably going up because... <laughs> I got them individually. Yeah, that's cool. You can get digital. I've got digital. Uh, yeah, Any way you can get it, get it. It's worth the read. For sure. Well, that's all I had to say about that. Like I said, we gave you the the spoilery broad strokes, but there's there's definitely a lot of stuff we glazed over that you want to see. Like the Joker training to fight. He was training with Harley Quinn to fight Batman. Yeah. Because he wanted to beat him. Yeah. Like, Because the Joker's never beat Batman like in a fair fight. But that was important to him. Because he wanted to break Batman down completely. 
And that was interesting how like all that played out. There's a bunch of little side stories, and there's a lot of twists, a lot of things I didn't see coming. I think Harley put a lot of that in his it really, This too. turned into a Harley Quinn story. You thought this was a Joker story. It's called The White Knight. He's on the cover, and Harley Quinn was just, you know, part of it. But this was actually a Harley Quinn story. Yep. She was the mastermind behind the whole thing. And when you when you see that, you're like, damn, why didn't I see that coming? Right, exactly. So anyway, White Knight, check it out. It's great. Hey, guys, this is Colin Stalling calling from the headquarters of Cooper Tire, where all of our dreams come true. Uh, just got through listening to number 99. Took me three days to get through the whole thing, but it was awesome, really awesome. Uh, just want to let you guys know I had I had a great time hanging out for a little while down at the Arcadia Comic Shop. Uh, always great to meet meet up with them guys and and uh, purchase some comics. Uh, uh, got to meet the guy from Whiskey Cars and Cigars. Man, because of him, I, I drank more whiskey and uh, started smoking cigars. How, how about that? Uh, the Twisted Horror Southern Queen, she was totally awesome. And... Um, and I, I want to shout out to my wife because this was my uh, first first anniversary, and uh, she supports my addiction because she knows I'm an addict, all this stuff. And uh, a few things I did want to comment on. Uh, the thing with Henry Cavell, yeah, it kind of sucks right there about a about a jumping ship. So who knows? You know, don't know what the, what's in store for what what he's got in mind. And uh, and Jerem, it was uh, it was kick ass. And not super bad. Uh, I'm sure all them ca- characters played together and all that, all in both of them movies. But uh, Nicolas Cage was uh, Big Daddy, and uh, watching Big Daddy is kind of like watching Ricky Bobby. You know, if you ain't first, you last. And uh, that's just my opinion. And uh, but as for Nicolas Cage and Superman, no, I I, I just couldn't see it. I, I couldn't see it before. Yeah, the production was um, uh, for the making of that of, of the life of Superman. Yeah, that. That was in the right direction, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't see Nicolas Cage as Superman. Ghost Rider, yeah, done an awesome job at it. I really like both of those movies. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, anyway, that's all I, about all I got to say. Of course, everything runs together right here at nighttime in the middle of the night when I'm calling. Uh, anyway, it was great hanging out with you guys, um, uh, Saturday, and, uh, just, uh, can't wait to, uh, can't wait till you put 100 on the on the podcast so I can see what's going on there. And uh, you know, guys, you know, um, bless y'all. Uh, look look to see y'all around for the next hundred. Uh, y'all take care. Have a great night, and I'll holler at y'all later. Bye bye. Oh yeah, it's me again. Uh, feel like one of them hecklers. Uh, you know, just keeps calling in everything. But anyway, I had an intro and an outro to what I had to say a while ago, but I had I had things on my mind on my mind. Uh, the intro part was Roll Tide, and uh, that's enough about that. And uh, the Batwing thing, yeah, I needed to clear up some stuff about that. I did not corner the market on everything that was on the shelf. I actually bought one and gave the rest away. How about that? Somebody else buy Uh Yeah, uh, that was uh, kind of surprising. It caught you by surprise if you wasn't expecting it. So, uh, so there it is. Uh Anyway, but now I did not buy 13 copies. I bought one, and I let everybody else buy whatever they, whatever they, their chances was. And uh, I do think you can have it graded. Uh, I did see one on uh, on eBay, and yeah, the uh, price did just skyrocket overnight. 
And um, but I did want to clear that part up. As for the outro part, uh, man, who don't like candy corn? That is probably one of my favorite things. My wife has bought two bags of that stuff right now, and I have done went through all two bags. So, uh, so yeah, who doesn't like it? So, uh, let me know about that. So, uh, again, y'all guys have an awesome week, everything, and, uh, look forward to seeing y'all, uh, listen to y'all on the next 100. Uh, see y'all later. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling us, Tony. It's good to hear from you again. You can call us anytime. Heckle away, man. That's what the voicemail line's for. I'm proud you're using it. And, uh, we always look forward to hearing what you got to say. Um, yeah, the the Batman Damned thing. I've, I paid seven dollars cover price for it, and the last I checked, the cheapest buy it now is like seventy five bucks. And I'm seriously thinking about getting that bad boy graded and flipping it, because I feel like the price will go back down when the initial, I don't know, shock wears off, <laughs> if you will. And you know, one thing that I've learned in doing this podcast. Well, two two major discoveries that I've made. One is that ghosts exist, and even more surprisingly, that there actually are people out there that eat candy corn. I had no idea. There's it's mind blowing to me. But yeah, uh, ninety nine was a long one. It was two hours and forty five minutes. It took me a couple of sessions to listen to it myself, and definitely a few sessions to edit. This one is uh this one's over two hours as well, not quite as long as the other one, depending on how long I run my mouth on this little outro here. But uh, I had a fun time doing them. This one came out a little later than I had planned because there's so many moving parts and different segments and different uh, sessions that we did. Part of it was recorded by Kelly. He did the editing on the main body, and we did intros and outros and other little segments and just threw it all together. But it was really fun to do. Really want to thank everybody for coming out to Arcadia Comics and Collectibles. We had an absolute blast hanging out with everybody. Thanks so much to Big Johnny Blender and Lynn for driving all the way up. They had a long drive. They stayed all day, and we really, really appreciate them. want to thank the Edge Radio U.S., for rebroadcasting all of our shows and being uh, big supporters. And uh, I don't have a drink in my hand, but if I did, I would raise it and toast to another 100 episodes. I uh, I definitely wanted to do something big because like, I listened to a lot of podcasts, and when we were on the road to 100, I, I would listen to some that, that, that got to episode 100, and they would just be like, oh, hey, this is our 100th episode, cool. And then they would just kind of glaze over it, and I'm like, whoa, don't just glaze over that. That's a big deal. Especially a humble little podcast like us. I never would have bothered doing 100 episodes if we didn't have listeners. And while we definitely appreciate it, it, it makes it, this is why we do it, because there's people, there's people to listen. If there wasn't, we could probably do something else. But, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Thanks for coming out, and uh, congratulations to our winners of the Deadpool mask and the prize packages. Thanks again to Ellis and Jennifer at the comic book store for letting us host it there. Be sure to come back out there this coming weekend to meet Sean South and get your uh, Walking Dead comic. 
next episode, Anthony and I are going to we're going to go on a ghost tour in Tupelo. Uh, Tupelo Historic Tours is presenting the ghosts of Tupelo's past haunted history. It is uh, being done by author L. Sydney Fisher. She's a very well-known author that's written some awesome books, and we're going to be talking all about that because we're interviewing her after we do the tour on for the next episode. So episode 101 will feature her. I have to give a, a big apology to um, my former sensei, Juice Madrid. He was supposed to be on this episode, but things didn't line up. I had to postpone, and we tried to line it back up, but... We'll get you on there next time, buddy, for sure. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about because uh, back when he had his MMA sh- school in Amory, I was, I think I was one of his first students for his school. And um, I trained with him for a couple of years before he had to move. I think he moved it to Tupelo. But um, he's got a, he's back in town now with a new studio and we're going to talk all about that we're going to talk about a lot of health and fitness and we're going to talk a lot about MMA we're going to talk about uh we're going to cut up and have a good time also I don't know if it'll be on the next show or the next I've lined up an interview with my friend Barry Poole we're going to be talking about serial killers I thought for this Halloween why not talk about some real life monsters like real boogeyman that actually walked the earth he's um, an expert he's a, a walking wikipedia of serial killer information and we're going to talk about that and call us call our voicemail line 662-305-9783 tell us what's going on with you tell us if your house is haunted tell us if you have a ghost story if you heard something cool share it with us Thanks again. We're riding off into the sunset. We've been broadcasting live. <laughs> it's even harder to do it by myself, I think. Thanks for listening to Kill. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Real Pop Culture episode 100. We have been broadcasting live from high top, the first and only floor of the Kill J headquarters at the Kill J Ranch. Love you, bye. <laughs>